to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down and... I'm doing Roddy Radio today. Our movie this week is Strange Days. Go ahead and pop in your... Sorry. Pop in your DVD or blurry of Strange Days. Press play, press pause when the 20th Century Fox logo fades to black. The first frame you perceive of all black, like I have here, you press pause. And in a second, when I say 3, 2, 1, unpause, I'll press play and you'll press play. And we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary. Except, of course, with four friends in your head. Those friends that speak are myself, as always, T. Christie. My friend Ryan, the Ryan Weber. Well, hello. Michael, the Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trey, the Amazing Stokes. Hi. Not to, and not to be forgotten, our, our our new TVTropes.org correspondent, Mickey Marsala. Why, hello there. Uh, who will be helping us uh, call out tropes as they happen. She's a girl. She's a, yeah, Dude, it's amazing. Hey, wow. it's a chick. We are getting so far. Anyway, uh, Strange Days is one of those movies where uh, I didn't have a actual experience with Strange Days so much. It was one of those things where everyone throughout my life, I guess, had been telling me to watch Strange Days. But it's not one of those things where, like, if someone told you to watch Reservoir Dogs... And you hadn't seen it, or Boondock Saints. It's such a it's such a weird ass title that you remember people telling you to watch them. Strange Days is a title that I would always not remember that I've been told to see it. So when I finally was like flipping through Netflix one day and I see Strange Days, that looks interesting. Wow, high rating. All right, let's hover over this. Oh my God, Catherine Bigelow. Sure, I'll watch this. I felt like I was discovering it. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> I don't remember anyone telling me to watch Strange Days because it's such a weird kind of it's totally generic title. Ray Fiennes has Ray Fiennes has a weird thing with uh, Strange. To- like he was in the Constant Gardener. What the, what the hell is that movie Which about? I fucking, yeah. That's I, a movie I would have been, you know, uh, you see a trailer or something, now I actively don't want to see it. Exactly. It I saw the I saw the poster. I, I was We were at a movie theater, I think, with you, and I, I, I saw the poster, and I remember saying, I bet that movie's awesome, and I won't oh, see it yeah, because yeah, the yeah. title's the, retarded. The English yeah. Patient. What about yeah. the uh, the Lincoln Lawyer is also like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? I have no idea what that movie is. That looks like a modern movie, but why is Lincoln involved? I did see The Constant Gardener eventually. I did and too. It's because I heard it was very good, as as I guess. So pop it, in your DVD anyway. of The Constant Gardener. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Which one, is <laughs> one Ray Fiennes movie, pretty much the same as the next. Anyway, uh, but when I saw it, it blew me away. I was like, oh my god, there's a whole fucking movie here. A really big, expensive damn movie that I'd never thought about and never seen and i was really surprised by it and i enjoyed it um it seems to be operating on similar ground as blade runner probably slightly derivative in in ways that surrogates is not uh but i actually prefer strange days to blade runner at this point uh strange days is a different kind of story it doesn't it doesn't deal in the in the same methodology so much of the at least not that kind of a mystery um but it's very very interesting and ultimately it's a pretty straightforward neo thriller noir trying to solve the mystery kind of story but with all the weird-ass fucking sci-fi trappings, it's just kind of a blast to watch. Plus, it's like top-down filled with nipples. So it's... <laughs> yeah. It's made for Teague. It's made for... It totally is. Yeah, right. You're going to keep like closing your eyes whenever Juliette Lewis walks on screen. I know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So it's made for, it's made for the family is better. <laughs> anyway, Ryan, how are you on Strange Days? Yeah, very, very family-friendly film. Um... Dude, don't fucking watch this with your mom. <clears throat> no. Don't watch this with your dad. Don't watch this with anybody. We should also put out there... Um... Don't watch this at work. No. Well, yeah. That's how you were. I made that mistake. <laughs> I'm sitting there like watching this movie I'd never heard of, and all of a sudden there's like the world's most visceral violent rape scene. And my like my boss walks by is like, What are you watching? I was like that's, yeah, that's sad because This was good and then this, it got all rapey. Your boss is a guy who works in the entertainment industry who doesn't even recognize Strange Days when you see it. Because if you have ever seen Strange Days, you need one frame, you'll you go, won't forget you're that. watching Strange Days. The exceptionally that's what that is. The excellent part about that, I like to imagine, is is you're, you're trying to explain to him the plot of this movie. He comes in and he's watching 
as long as he is there, a shot of a chicken. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's um, like a, it's like you know it's like a two minute long sequence. You're like, like no, seriously. Is there anything in this movie but rape? Listen, this director won an Oscar. All right. Yeah. I just I the writer. The rape, you? The the rape is important. Yeah. yeah the, writer, the rape is about people. The writer didn't do too bad for himself. Either, anyway, did you like the movie? What's your history with it? Um, well, I managed to never hear about this movie ever until um, I think we were talking about doing it, and Trey You're was the rest always of the big, world. Yeah, Trey was always a big advocate of of telling everybody you got to watch Strange Days. It's on Netflix. Everybody, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said that repeatedly. Yeah, big time. Guys, seriously. Uh, I, Trey I, has a little Strange Day flag that he wears. Yeah. And he just waves strange Days, beep. I'm doing the same, by the way, just uh, let the record show I'm doing it right now for Unforgiven. Unforgiven, yeah. Trying to make these bastards watch Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw it, uh, uh, let's see, a couple months ago, and um, was pretty... For the first down in front, we did of it. Yeah. Yes. This right. is our second recording because the first one got screwed up. I didn't know episode. if we were going to talk about that. So, but, yeah. so, we're all, so we're all very good at talking about Strange Days now. Well, the unfortunate thing is I saw it no, once. I knew. I saw I saw it once to prepare for it. Then we did the down in front, and then uh, and then this came up. This recording came up very suddenly, so I didn't get to watch it again. So now I've I'll be I've watched it I'll, I've watched it two times without actually being able to hear it, and then only one time initially. So it's like it's really a fuck. <laughs> and you're up. still on board with it. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, it's it's really it's spiffy, and I don't know. We'll just I'm gonna get through the intro fast because we got plenty of time to talk about the actual movie. It's but, a long movie. Yeah, it's it's long, but I'm uh, I'm a fan, and I think I'm finding a lot of new appreciation as I watch it, and then think about 1995 mm-hmm. because I don't remember it coming out then. I have to go back and go like, oh, 1995 right. was Toy Story and let's see, Forrest Gump maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, other other than these two, four, but oh, okay. yeah, yeah, Jamie Foxx Ryan then. No, wait. That was the one that he can't. That was it. He did it after Forrest Gump that he didn't get the Oscar for. Who? Tom Hanks. Oh. I'm giving myself a year thing. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Dorkman, how are you on Strange Days? Wow, you were just honing in on Tom Hanks there. <laughs> Toy Story and Private Ryan. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Apparently. Tra- well, I was trying to think of movies that came out in 95. Toy Story is one of them. <laughs> Apparently, that's Deke's frame of reference. In your, mental, in your mental Rolodex. I arrange my DVDs by degrees of separation yeah, from Tom Hanks. Exactly. Yeah. There are 500 computers in this room. He's got a, someone, he's got a, someone can look it up for us. He's got a Tom line. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow. Um, Apollo 13. There you go. Apollo Tom 13. That's right. Thank you, you very go. much. That's right. Which, uh, unfortunately, Braveheart. Brian would be punching you in the face right now if you were here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's true. Brian would somewhere. Brian right now is going. Apollo thirteen. Yeah, but he doesn't even know why. Out of a sound sleep. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, somewhere is someone is not Apollo knowing 13. something about Apollo thirteen, and there was suddenly silence. <laughs> anyway, go on. Anyway, I also recently saw this film, and uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I, I also um, like Ryan. It's it, for me, it's interesting to kind of place myself because because this is you know sci-fi. It's it's more in the sense of what sci-fi is in terms of kind of imagining the the future as opposed to just like all right what what new crazy laser devices will create different looking explosions which is what sci-fi <laughs> yeah. has kind of turned into these yeah. days um kind of like surrogates <laughs> yeah, exactly. surrogates everyone's a robot that's sci-fi right yeah yeah so um yeah sci-fi is nowadays is really just action with lasers is what i call it most <laughs> yeah. of the time uh, as opposed to like sci-fi, which is forgetting the all-important nipples. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so so it's interesting to watch this movie from 1995 and really kind of think about, okay, what was going on in 1995? What was kind of the political atmosphere? What was the social atmosphere that that led to this movie? You know, and this story being, you know, because there was the Rodney, Rodney King, King, King which yeah, I was very much say, confused by Rodney King. Yeah, and um, Plus we were, that was right around the time we were starting to like, what is a Y two K? Is yeah. that going to be a problem? Exactly. Yeah. So you, so you really, it's really fascinating to look back and really, 
you know, it's it's almost like a time capsule of yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. people yes. were worried about at that time, which sci-fi, true, you know, yeah. kind of ought to be. We were really worried about Ray Fiennes and bad shirts. Yeah, and it's and it's also really interesting to watch because you know, uh, again, is there's there's you know the the two double-edged sword because now sci-fi quote-unquote is mainly action movies but it's also much more accepted and you see much more of it whereas back in 95 it was like who makes a sci really who makes a sci-fi movie this is weird and it's expensive and so it's um it's a really and and like you said it's this huge movie that it's like how how is this not on anyone's radar you know Mm -hmm. so uh but i i really enjoyed it and i missed the last uh down in front i had to uh i had to work that day so someone else subbed in for me so i'm excited to get to sit yeah, in Trey, and actually talk about it this time. You seriously have to watch Strange Days. <laughs> I do. I'm I really getting it, sick of this. I keep meaning to. I, 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 I don't know what to tell to. you oh, to wait, convince I you to did watch it. 15 years ago when it came out, when you guys wouldn't have been allowed to see it. It's probably true. I had to wait 10 years until like, okay, legally now I can tell you guys to watch Strange Days. It's Yeah, the movie came out, and I was only dimly aware of it for one reason, really, and that's because right around the time it was being made or – I happened to to socially meet someone who worked at Skywalker Ranch as an uh, doing uh, foley doing not foley but uh, yeah foley just uh, ADR but no foley I mean literally the the people who do like the footsteps and the mm. things like that Ooh, um, and I want would, that job that's yeah fun. it's and it's a cool place I don't know if you'd want that job on this movie well that's the thing well this part. is the point I met this woman who worked as, <laughs> at Skywalker doing foley I'm like oh that's so awesome what are you working on right now and she kind of went doing this movie called Strange Days I'm like oh yeah yeah. Yeah, you know, and she's like, well, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Well, like, how's that looking? Yeah, can you imagine, like, doing the Foley for, like, okay, I'm going to do the ripping the T-shirt. Yeah. You know, it's like, she was a little disturbed by this movie that she was working now, on. Yeah. Now I'm going to punch a tub of Vaseline over yeah, and over exactly. again. exactly. So it's, it's you know, it's... <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's under- you got to get the sound. How are you going to get the sound? <laughs> wow. Well, you find someone's sister. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, so so I was punch aware the that there was this movie. God damn. This movie, that this movie existed that disturbed people who worked on it. So I'm like, well, I got to check that out whatever it is i got to see what that's about uh, but then it came out now Catherine bigelow i was aware of because Catherine bigelow at the time this was i think pretty much the, clearly the biggest movie she would have made up to that point she was mm-hmm. married to the author uh around this time but again you never know with jim because he you know he's he marries them and then he breaks up with them but then he works with them you never know when what happened but uh but anyway, for those of you who don't know, Jim Cameron and Catherine Bigelow were married, and he wrote this movie, and she directed it. And I don't know if they were married at the time or before or after. You know, yeah, it, really, it really seems like these, these people marry Jim Cameron, and then they're like, nah, man, no. Yeah, no. And he's like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. But I'll, I'll totally write your movie. How about that? Yeah. It, it is a fun drinking game to play, though. Just try to think of an actor that Jim Cameron didn't marry. Yeah, well, or a person. Well, no, think yeah. of anyone in Hollywood that Jim well, Cameron we did, didn't marry. Well, the, the history that I my that I was involved in, of course, uh, he and Gail and Heard wrote created Terminator together and then they got married and then they did Aliens and then they got divorced and they did The Abyss and uh, and the joke is that uh, you know what's The Abyss about well it's about a guy who um, works for his wife and uh, has to save the world to get her back let's not get too deep about what it might mean or anything like that but uh, anyway uh-huh. but uh, so we used to say that the, the Abyss was the most expensive divorce in Hollywood history but uh, but they were totally it's not like they were like having you know she was like throwing his shit out the window on the set or something you suck Jim you know it's like they were totally cool with each other so he has whatever skill he has to continue working with his ex-wives but uh, anyway so this uh, Catherine Bigelow had done a, a, a culty little uh, ultra low budget uh, B movie called Near Dark which had kind of put her on my radar which is also worth checking out very 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 B movie 
early, you know, very 80s, 90s horror flick, but with Bill Paxton and Jeanette Goldstein and, uh, and like half the cast of Aliens is in Near Dark. Hmm. And, uh, and so clearly then there was already some kind of Cameron connection going on because it's the same thing. And that was like a really one of those, it's like, yeah, it's a cheap little vampire movie, but kind of interesting. And that's what put Catherine Bigelow first on my radar. So then she got to do this big movie, and I was like, oh, I'll totally check it out. And I didn't really know who Ray Fiennes was either, and didn't really know who Angela Bassett was, and uh, Juliette Lewis was like the biggest star. And I was like, I can't believe this movie exists. This is a crazy, big, brutal, I mean, a movie that's sort of unflinchingly brutal at times, and that's kind of unusual, really. And uh, and just fun and fantastic and and has a and by the way we haven't made the disclaimer we'll make it right now if you haven't yeah, watched Strange right. Days yes for for God's sake watch Strange Days first before you listen to this because there's a big spoilery thing that happens and and you really kind of we've already see mentioned it. a little bit but <clears throat> yeah but watch Strange Days first anyway you're at the point where the 2023 Fox logo has faded to black it. like I am here finger on the button three two one unpause. Was and it, we're in. Is the 20th century? Yes, the Lightstorm Light logo. I, I love this cheesy logo. <laughs> Why do you love this logo? It's like just, <laughs> just early CG. 95, man. Like, look what we can do. Lens flares 1.0. That's yeah, Photoshop. They, exactly. That's that's the one where the Foley Lens artist is going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when the new, that's around then the, the TriStar oh. logo got all sexified, too. Like, oh, look at the wingy horse with the glowing. I know a visual effects supervisor whose last name is Foley. He's been dealing with that joke his whole life. He's like, man, you're so close to the right field, but you just yeah. missed it. Can you imagine being the Foley artist whose last name is Foley? He's like, yeah. Yeah, totally can. Thank you. Ooh, subtitles. Excellent. Yeah, actually, yeah. that would be worse. That's why I didn't do that. Because then it'd just sound retarded. <laughs> what if he sucked at Foley? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What if he should say that? He's like, yeah, but uh, what if I sucked? Then I'd be letting down the family name. I, yeah. I couldn't live with that. I, I, it's better not to know. Yeah, so yeah. we should talk about this whole sort oh, of, of course, yeah, yeah. the indeed. POV shots in this movie. Which is done with custom-made custom 35mm cameras that are small and lightweight. And, uh, you know, this, this is 95. Again, yeah. people go, you, you know, there's no, there's no shooting this on a video camera of any kind. Yeah, nowadays nowadays you would just fucking tape a DV tape camera a, to yeah, the side GoPro of your head. Your nowadays face, you yeah. find this on or YouTube. Or GoPro, yeah, like exactly. You could, you could do this in 3D now. Right. Yeah. Sure. You totally could. But so if you look at it, just imagine there literally is a film camera being used here, and, and the repeated times they do these POV shots, just think about what went into making this happen, even with the little hidden cuts, like there was one just flashed yeah. by right mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. But still. Whip pan cut. Yeah. That's a, that's a secret, everybody. There's one. There's, there's use one, that. Uh, I want that to be my, my fake name in, in SAG, Whip Pan Cut. Whip Pan Cut. <laughs> There's uh, there's a the scene the the big I think scene. that's I think there's a different aspect of the film industry that whip yeah. pan cut <laughs> tends pan to cut. work will work as a better <laughs> name for. There's a uh, the the big the big scene coming up uh, toward the end, which is the the the, the MacGuffin of the whole movie. And it's a misuse of the word MacGuffin, but the uh, <laughs> the uh, the thing that everyone wants, and he finally gets to see the playback of the thing that everyone is is after mm -hmm. is is the you know, the most amazing one of all because it's like there's a point where. The girl, it's a, it's a recording from a girl who literally looks down at her lap. Right. And she's looking down her entire body, and it's like, how did they shoot that? It's like this girl must have craned her neck all the way back so that film camera yeah. can fly mm -hmm. over top of it. I mean, everything. This is all extremely complex. And she was asking complex for it. And, and, so they shot for it. You know, they, it's, it's also important to note that they weren't just like, let's do a POV shot and blow everyone's mind. It's like, well, this is important to the story. This is setting yeah, up sure. the world of yeah. the story and the, the premise 
Um, of, it, I'm sure it always seems obvious after you make the decision to do it like this, but it's like, oh, there's no other way you could have done it. This right. is this is absolutely this is what you see. Right, exactly. And the other thing that that kind of I didn't think about it the first time, but then when we were doing it again, and then I, I tried to brush up on this this morning, but we were going. <laughs> I, I realized that at the time that we, that this this was coming out, like what had we done that had these really really long like sustained types of shots i mean we, there wasn't children of men no you know? nothing no. like this nothing and like so this. i think that combined with the pov being kind of like a really sort of a different way of shooting this that you're not used to especially for this long that probably when you're seeing for this for the first time in in 1995 this was probably like a really like whoa what am i watching any you know it really would emphasize what they want to be emphasizing which is like anything could be happening right now anything could be about to happen yeah you know yeah. which i think is you know way more effective than you know, it worked on me seeing it in 2011. Yeah. So, he sounds kind of hot right now. Oh, not sorry. to go behind the curtain or anything, but Teak. It's the headphones, not the mixer. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Just checking. At least I think it is, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other one that came to mind, I was trying to remember what the name of it was, and then the chat room helped me. Thank you. Uh, Touch of Evil. Well, sure. Oh, long, 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 steady long cam, takes. long yeah. takes, and then steady cam gave us lots of long takes. But, yeah, but but, but nothing. But playing but with things this visceral, this and is high well, speed, and very rare, fucking complicated. Like a long shot is hard to do for every possible reason to begin with. You don't have to get more complicated with it and start having the choreography be weird and have the camera guy getting out of a car or jumping across a giant gap or anything like that or trying mm-hmm. to stitch together different takes. It is, you don't have to make it any more complicated. They're already hard to do. You have an entire crew to deal with. You have film that's deeply expensive. You have just... Uh, it's hard as shit, man. I've seen uh, Steadicam operators uh, fall over. I saw that happen once. Uh, and it was adorable because he did exactly what I would do. Uh, he put himself under the rig of just like, nope, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. You catch it. And, you know, of course, it weighs a ton. And it it, uh, the, it, it was disassembling on him or something. Like it wasn't screwed on properly. And it just started falling off. And he got dinged real hard in the ribs. It was like, oh... Damn, man. Way to way to commit. <laughs> Tangential and nothing to do with Strange Days, but um, related to steady cams. <laughs> that was probably on, that probably wasn't on Mike, but Mike's like, uh oh. But uh, huh? you know, do you remember what the name of that video is of the steady cam guy who rides that Segway at like top speed and then jumps off of it and that's, then that's circles really around awesome. the concert? Yeah. It's like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I'm like, huh? what? It's from some concert. Yeah, it's a it's a guy. They they have these these segways that they do use for like steady cam stuff where they, they, it doesn't have it doesn't the, have uh, the bar. It's it just doesn't a have the bar. So I've actually oh got. I've only stands on it. So he, he stands with on the it. camera with his full steady cam rig gets goes up a ramp onto stage and then just boom, wow. just ejects he, and, he and then genius. runs. And he lifts off, yeah, and then and then continues the momentum, That's, and then and in this YouTube really video amazing. they have that, and then they show the actual shot from the camera. <laughs> That's after, gotta be, and yeah. It's like it's unbelievable. How do they get that? Yeah, I've only ridden a Segway once, and it was one of those. It was one where you don't have a handlebar; you just you basically control it by you, pinching like, your calves on yeah. a, a little short joystick. Yeah, thing, that's what he. Oh my whoa. god! Which is fun because you know Segway is is fun to begin with. Imagine leaning forward and not having something to hold on to. You're just sort yeah. of lead. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit, it's working. That's crazy. Hmm. If you have a chance to write a segue, I would recommend it because it's fun and it's it's more intuitive than you think it would be. Speaking of Ray Fiennes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the first time I actually noticed him in a movie, because I'm sure I, I, I'd seen stuff with him and then going back, it's like, oh, there he is everywhere. This would be right. post Schindler's um, List, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. what put him on the map. But this was when um, he still had a nose. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I, Voldemort was the first time I really became aware <laughs> of him. <laughs> so. <laughs> Don't say it. All right. Sorry. Good God, man. I'm not. I ain't scared. <laughs> yeah. You I didn't will. Say that. <laughs> the opinions of Michael Dorkman Scott did not represent the opinions of Down in Front. 
Should Voldemort... Ah! Yes! Just don't say it three times. It's like Beetlejuice. No, now he's going to... Oh, now we started that one, too. All right. Michael Keaton's going to show up. Someone make a list. We got a... Candyman. Michael Keaton will appear and destroy us. Um, this little touch here with like, oh, the women are running. What are they running from? They're running to go beat, beat the snot the out, of out of Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. <laughs> well, that's, welcome to Los Angeles. That's awesome. I, just the, the repeated times, and cl- I think clearly they, they did it like one night or two nights, but that they took Hollywood Boulevard, they put up Christmas decorations, and they set the whole place on fire and filled, yeah, it, with, filled it with tanks. But uh, but clearly they they like, okay, get in the car, drive him down the street, do this scene. Okay, now three days later, do this scene. Mm-hmm. Although I guess this all takes place in like the, the 24 or 48 hours. Yeah, it's all the New day years, of... But, the last day of 1999. But, uh, yeah. but still, so, you know, the hmm. idea of, like, this is this is not trivial to, if, 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 if you don't live in the greater L.A. area, blocking normally, off Hollywood Boulevard and filling it with burning cars is not a small thing to do. And normally in, in movies, like, I'm, I, I always hate when they decide to portray what the future is by just having it be like a war zone and there's oil <laughs> drums of fire and then just cars on fire and bombed out <laughs> shells of cars on fire and it's, it's like okay is this you don't like really... fire what's wrong with you I don't, I don't I, it's a cheap future that really requires no effort but I like well, it more in this movie because this is not like here's the future yeah, this, this is more is... like portraying the climate so, so you didn't of, like the ultimate yeah, 1985 and Back to the Future too. Yeah, where everything just inexplicably on fire with banks that's and biker for, gangs. For the same and reason, that's okay because it's 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 showing you how yeah. fucked up. We're it not, is. It's not deciding that the future is mm, this cheap, fucked up, dark yeah. future. We're not we're not know? deciding that we move thirty years into the future and instead of get, making jetpacks, we just decided to set everything on fire. Yeah. And it's been that way for the last well, 30 years. Well, again, it's the the very much the Rodney King kind of sensibility is. This this is in 1995. I don't know if any of you even lived in Los Angeles in 1995. Anyone remember the Prodigy video? But uh, you know, it's like. The, you no. can certainly you, you certainly see like if things you know if a couple of dominoes fall this could totally be Los Angeles in five years. Yeah, this no. Exactly the sad be thing the is the sad thing is that bit we were just talking about where the women are you know running down Santa Claus and stuff like that. When I watched this, totally didn't even occur to me that this was dystopia. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah they we're oh, establishing well, Los Angeles. We've all been to Los Angeles, <laughs> Hollywood Boulevard. The other thing too is just then they had a thing where they were saying like, <laughs> oh, the world's fucked up and the economy's terrible and gas is over three dollars a gallon. <laughs> yeah, shocking, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, yeah. Welcome to the 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 end of millennium. The cha- The huge. You know, this movie is about the future that happened eleven years ago. Now yeah. in our timeline, I had a really uh, completely. So, oh, I'm sorry. Go the, on. Mo- uh, the movie that freaks me out. Uh, this is a, a special note for Zarban, actually. Uh, the oh, uh, ooh. 2010, the year we make contact, mm-hmm. um, is the title of that movie. Although. Now everyone says Zar- made. Zarban, <laughs> we made contact. It was happening in the future where that movie was made. It's called Make Contact. <laughs> but yeah, 2010, when we're doing voyages to Jupiter and so on. Yeah, not, not, not there yet. Not but, so much, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, but, uh, uh, by the way, I'm sure someone is going to um, uh, point it out to us because we were talking about the POV shots. And it was n- not nearly so dramatic as this, but the kind of a uh, spiritual predecessor to this film worth pointing out is Brainstorm. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, very yes. similar thing. Movie that doesn't hold up entirely, but, uh, but also uh, no, but but uh, oh, there also, is there's Private Pile, yeah, and Pri- William Fickner, Private Pile. So it's yeah, it's a it's a bunch of people. You go, wait, that dude? Yeah, I here's my problem with Vincent D'Onofrio, and fucking he can come here and talk to me about it. No, <laughs> here's my problem. <laughs> he will too. I, I don't never, say his name three times. Yeah, I no. never ever recognize him. I didn't recognize him as Orson Welles and Ed Wood. I didn't recognize him as Edgar in Men in Black. Is that a? Is, I didn't recognize him in this. Is that a problem? Isn't that? Isn't that? No, that's good. good. Isn't it's that just, an yeah, actor? I hate it when actors do that. No, yeah. it's just I'll go. It's like Trace thing with Tilda Swinton. Sometimes it's like, who the fuck was that? Oh my god, it was, it was Tilda, Tilda Swinton, Swinton again. 
The whole time. He just got Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah. It was Tilda Swinton the whole time. Totally. Anyway, I had a, he does look like Orson Welles, though. Look at him. Um, I always, I, I always of, think yeah. of, I, I think of him as, as the guy Edgar like Orson in, in Men in Black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that better? Anyway, I had a really interesting, I guess not interesting, interesting thought, weird thought, the other day. <laughs> we'll be you know what we'll I haven't heard in a You're long time? 1999 by Prince. That song just stopped playing after 1999. They're like, we're going to party like it's 1999. It's like, it's 2002. Take that off the rotation. <laughs> Although the phrase party like it's 1999 still going yeah. strong. It's still, sure, yeah, it's still sure. going on. You know, yeah. let's go well, crazy. It's still a little red Corvette. You know, well, Prince, yeah. Prince they're said, all little, Darling Nikki, are, they're all on the radio, but it, 1999 it's like, oh, shit. It wouldn't, it wouldn't at all surprise me if he, because Prince is crazy, so it wouldn't at all surprise <laughs> if me. If he was serious, he was warning us if with he, that song. No, if he, if he like recalled all of the records so no one could ever play that song again. <laughs> Get it out of here. I tend to because think that's he, probably but, not the problem. Because he, because uh, I know that he said uh, there was a because he did a big thing for two thousand stuff like that, and it was a big deal because he said I'm never performing that song again because mm. he retired it. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Retired the song from existence. We'll jump yeah. back to the movie real quick and and point out that uh, we were, we referenced it already, but uh, you know again, if you haven't watched ah. the movie, go watch it now. Spo- here, spoilers lie ahead. Here come the spoilers. But uh, but uh, this actor is here who, um, unfortunately, of any of everyone in this movie, uh, you know, it's like it's not like, oh, and there's her because she really deserves to be someone that we recognize because she does a hell of a job in this movie in a mm-hmm. really, really difficult role. And, uh, you know, you think running down the stairs barefoot and getting a really difficult outfit snot beat out of you by Vincent D'Onofrio. That's just the beginning of what this actress does yeah. in this movie. And, uh, you know, it's an amazingly tough thing. And her name is. Go, Mickey, go. But Brigitte Bacco. Brigitte Bacco. Yeah, wow, that was and, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a shame that... Uh, Is that on TV she's tropes? Not, she's not yeah. better known. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, I just... I'm in, I was going to say Tom Hanks. Yeah. I'm in awe of, you know, that, that she... You know, what she did and what, she's, what she has to do in this movie. Man, just little, work. just little subtle things like how fucked up her feet are. Yeah. It tells you, like, everything you need to know about how long she's been running, the shit she's been through just yeah. to do it and... Yeah, it's yeah. a good little bit, actually. And again, you would totally see this on Hollywood Boulevard. Like, yeah, look, there's a hooker with the, uh, you know, she's all bloody and on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, ooh, in and out burger. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Don't have those anywhere else. Welcome to Hollywood. Hey, guys, a sad hooker. Anyone want a double-double? Yeah. I don't know. Double-double. Anyway. There's your Blade Runner reference there. Oh, light streaming through the they window. They got a lot of those, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So here's Lenny's home life where he lives like a like a crazy tinfoil dude. <laughs> Because he, he's out all night, so his, his windows are covered with tinfoil. Partying like it's 1999. Yeah. That's when you're a little bit more crazy. Like, you have to make a, oh, what's it called? What's the shield? I'm making a Faraday cage. Yeah, you so make your entire house a Faraday <laughs> cage. A Faraday cage. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, the tinfoil hat, man, that was too limited. I couldn't move around. It's like, this is your wireless tinfoil hat situation. Ah, you just mini make disc. everything else tinfoil. You guys remember mini disc? Yeah, I know. It's mini oh, disc yeah. is so... I remember when I could record my brain on now a Now it would disc. be a thumb drive. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be like a little blink. You could fit like 16 songs on one of those. Yeah, yeah. wow. Hold 16 songs. Battery life, eight seconds. <laughs> this is a bit, uh, this this bit with him, uh, uh, you know, the the memory of his, his wife and stuff, kind of used in uh, Minority Report. Similar thing going on with... Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, True. Spielberg, that hack. Yeah. Copycat. Yeah. It actually... It actually uh, and have you guys? Any of you guys actually seen Brainstorm ever? I, I mean, saw Brainstorm. You have seen it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, you know a movie that uh, kind of got uh, train re- train wrecked by real life, unfortunately. Um, a Man. troubled a troubled production, but uh, you know, when, well, when your lead actress, you know, beloved Hollywood royalty, dies 
mysteriously and weirdly just before the movie comes out. You know, it uh, it kind of taints the, uh, the release. I did not know this story. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood died. I think that could swing both ways, though. <laughs> Good story. Like, yeah. depending. Natalie Wood died. Well, not, n- she was n- on a boat with Robert Wagner, her husband, and Christopher Walken, and somehow she fell off the boat and drowned and was found the next morning, and it's all just kind of oh, odd. Oh, yeah. that fucking rings weird. And uh, but, but and it's a shame. And she was, you know, she was one of the biggest t- stars there was, you know, and, and she's great in the movie and everything, but of course when the She's movie not came, the one who dies in the movie, though, so they couldn't, no, like, use that's that Louise or Fletcher, anything, but, but uh, yeah. So it's just kind of so it's weird, you know. When you go, oh you my know, god, she you was said, you know, you Natalie Wood. She's dead now. You know, you see a movie. So anyway, but Brainstorm is the exact same concept. It takes the exact same concept yeah. as you were mentioning. It's like it's literally, what if you could record a person's experience completely and then play it back and have that experience as if you were having that experience? Right. And of course, in Brainstorm, the technology requires literally a room full of computers, right, uh, with the spinning tape decks and everything else to to actually make it. Oh, a here's lot the, of here comes a really impressive moment. Here you go, Teague. Mm-hmm. This was not not something about this is that. <laughs> I have um, of all, of all gonna, people. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not watching along with us, she just took her shirt off. As I said that, but I meant the mirror shot. I meant the mirror shot. Oh, the mirror shot. shot. The, the mirror, mirror shot is yeah. crazy. Um, yes. Prior to this movie, I... Um, <laughs> you know what's great about all, the scene? The mirror shot. Uh, pers- prior to this movie, I didn't like Juliette Lewis, and I also thought she was unattractive. <laughs> Big fan and now, I, aren't you? And I like her in this movie, and I also think she's really hot in this movie. Now, since then... It's gone back to being, oh, it kind of fucking annoys me. And there was a funny gag on Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip where she did a, a Juliet Lewis impression. I'm like, yes, that's exactly yeah. how I feel about her. Hey, how's it going? Aura, spirituality, unicorn rainbow. That, that was sort of my vibe. Yeah. But she's really pulling it off. And the last time we talked about this, Trey described Juliet Lewis in this movie as fearless. Yes, and uh, that mm-hmm. I would continue to do so. That uh, This is my favorite Juliet Lewis role, even though she was like nominated for Oscars for other things. But, uh, you know... <laughs> Pardon, and I don't mean this in like any kind of like smutty way, but she's putting it out there in this movie. <laughs> sure, like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, here it is. You know, and it's not just it's emotionally as well as obviously physically, but you know, it's like the number of times that she's wearing clothes is almost never. Yeah, in now, the this first film. time it's really it's it's really quite uh, interesting to like see the seams because in the in the mirror shot. As it as it turns around, there's a very noticeable bump. Yeah, like as Ray Fine steps in, he must have bumped the Steadicam or something because sure, yeah. you see it, and you you'd never see that. In the it's got to be today. right behind him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is ni- and it's ninety five, and I believe this was one of the first. Uh, projects that a new company called Digital Domain ever actually participated in. Oh, is that right? I think that they, uh, I believe they did the crowd scenes at the end, which obviously have a lot of it's like, digital crowds. Oh my God, it's a whole new world, you know, which is like mm-hmm. true. But at the time it was like, wow. So, mm-hmm. although they had a pretty big real crowd as well. Which but, helps. You know, yeah. yeah. But, um, but I think, I believe this was one of those, uh, you know, early, early digital domain. We're trying to have a visual effects company here. I wonder if we can do movies now. Uh, things, I believe they did some stuff, and who knows what they did. And, but this was, you know, we're, we're past Terminator Two by this point, so the idea of not just the dinosaur, it, you know, but but fixing shots was was becoming something that you could do in uh, in visual effects. So there's probably lots of that going on here with the racing oh, little cameraman there, mm-hmm, little, mm-hmm. little paint up. That, that may have been what happened with that with that mirror. I yeah. was like, well, that's as yeah. A, I mean, as the, I mean, I mean, the bump. I was I was pointing out the bump because I was like, I I just love the fact that that was there, and they were like, that's just how it is, and yeah. you know, it's the closest. But in like, the chat, the, real quick, Anadreth says, uh, Rafe does not bump the camera; the camera bumps Rafe. And that, how, I guess that's what happened. It makes sense. It sounds like a Chuck <laughs> Norris thing it. we're trying yeah. to do yeah. with that. Okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> it's a matter yeah. of who's at fault with the bumping. Then. Yeah, exactly. Who, you get, who got fired? Yeah. 
Watching it for the first time. I hope someone lost their job over that. Yeah. Hey, look, it's a widescreen TV. How did they know? <laughs> oh, that didn't even occur to me. It's even more wide than 16. Yeah, it's totally. I think we're seeing this. It's that the one that they advertise with the clowns right. in that list. Yeah, in that super, other steady cam shot. The wider than 235 yeah. Philips TV. Yeah. I'm so down for that TV. <laughs> anyway, I want to watch Lawrence of Arabia, in, and I want it to fill the oh, screen sure. exactly right. <laughs> That's right. So you just want that TV, one movie. You'll just play it on a loop. I want a TV that has the proportions of a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> Watching this for the first time, uh, oh, the morning popsicle, everyone. That's, yeah, sure. That's how I start my day. That's, a, that's the future for you. Yeah. Uh, and you call this a dystopia. For that last scene, the whole, like, uh, you know, reliving his, his memories with the girlfriend, I was like, wow, that's kind of fucked up. I mean, that's that's <laughs> yeah. a step beyond hanging on to a few pictures of your ex-girlfriend, yeah, exactly. you know. But, like, by that time, I was really going, like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in with this movie now. Because yeah. it's, like, it's really starting to, like, explore this very simple idea, which they bring out in the beginning, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, you can relive it. And then as they go, it's really expanding your your mind about mm. like oh this yeah. yeah that totally is what would happen and yeah. it's a really a good exploration of the concept so there's a lot of movies um i can think of at least one other and it seemed and it seemed familiar to me at the time i saw that one that deal with the idea of your life being recorded and watched back by someone else that seems the like the final a, cut is yeah, another the final one cut was the one that i'd seen and yeah. i was like mm. oh this is clever but i feel like i've seen this before i don't know where i'd seen it prior to that but it's always interesting to see how different people handle the technology itself. I like the I like the concept of it's sort of a it's mostly an external device with some, you know, little nodey diode things that go into your head that it's mostly just sitting on your head as opposed to Final Cut, which I don't recall exactly the technology that they were using. The Final Cut basically they just install a little recording device in your brain and then when you die it's rem- it's extracted and they pull out the SD basically, card. Basically the purpose of that I think in the movie is literally just to make a like a, a really nice slideshow for your funeral. Yeah, basically, that's, which is like that's, 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 really... so, that's so like a limited thought of like, well, what can we do with <laughs> yeah. this? Oh, we could do a really well, kick ass. We'll just set it to Green Day's "Good Riddance." And <laughs> yeah, fucking... <laughs> I think that's the law of unintended consequences. It's the kind of thing where people will invent like, oh, I'm going to invent a thing where scientists can communicate with each other in different labs around the world and exchange data and like yeah, and that's uh, you know what's what's that going to lead to? Porn, lots yeah. of pornography. Um, also, Star uh, Wars fan films. Yes, exactly. uh, cat videos. Yes. And porn. <laughs> the, the, uh, the law of unintended consequences. So, yeah, someone, someone for some completely benign and silly kind of reason will invent a thing, and someone else will go, ooh, you know what I'm going to do with that? This. I think this is a pretty elegant way to handle exposition. I agree. I think it's Where really you have cool the guy that that's like... The guy that the, obviously has to explain this to someone. He doesn't explain it to someone who already knows, so good. Avoid it, and as he knows in there. But he's also explaining it to someone who's never done it before and thinks it's sort of creepy. Well, the other and thing... He's, and he's having to well, basically... He's, nervi- he's nervous about it. He's basically... It. Yeah. And he's, he's illegal. He's in the position to be the advocate for this technology, yeah. which mm-hmm. ultimately he's going to rue. And not only that, but the movie has waited this long to kind of go, okay, here's what yeah. you're looking at. That's... Make you ask a question, not yeah. answer a question you didn't and, ask. And so this, you know, this is a case where you know, Rafe is kind of like, he's the deal who also uses his own product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, you always know, t- kids, watch out. That's the worst kind of dealer. That's yeah. a scary dealer to deal with. The other nice I'm, thing just, ex- I'm just what I hear. Expo- that's what I heard. Exposition-wise, I mean, it's not just him explaining it to someone who doesn't already know it. He, it's the other way around. He tells the guy, here, tell me what you know. Yeah. So that's so even one step further. Yeah, that's clever. I, uh, oh, I was going to say something and I've totally forgotten it. Never mind. We'll play it back in your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Rewind. I feel like the scene comes at just the right time for the exposition I was starting to really get curious right. about, which is how it starts to work. And oh, then here we have a scene where I, they talk I was, all about it. What I was going to say, though, at the same time, like with the fam- familiarity we have with like sci-fi tropes, I was almost like, no, I got it. You don't have to explain. I understand what's going on here for the most part. It looks like there's a light stand behind the guy. 
like uh, not Rafe, but the other guy, <laughs> like literally. Yeah, that I think is it's part of the set, but it really looks it's it's like got a, the little like literally a mole stand back there. Thing. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's part of the world. Yeah, right there. Yeah, this yeah. is, this yeah, is a is. handsomely shot movie too. Yes, it is. It's pretty. Yes. It's got good contrast. It's got good color. It's it, it throwing in a lot of color there. That, I wanna, that a lot of movies. I want to say in case Trey do. forgets, but when we did this before, he described it very elegantly as a is a is a neon noir as opposed to a neo noir a neon noir. a neon noir. Well, thank you for remembering my eloquence. Oh. I would I wouldn't have. Pulled I thought it that was perfect. I mean, it's, yeah, it really. You also is. said something really funny about something. It's also I'm sure and I there's hard. I'm sure there's <laughs> I'm, I do that. Yeah. I'm sure there's some. Uh, Meaning to the fact where he's lit fairly normally. I mean, he's lit nice, but this guy's there's just color everywhere. It's blue. It's Hit color contrast, yeah. reg, you know, uh, brightness contrast. It's it's really some quite something. There's you know there's blue to set off the red in his face and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, again, uh, going back to a day when there wasn't a lot of sci-fi going on. So, like, as as time has gone on, more and more people, because, you know, in the early days, they a lot of actors used to complain about blue screens and stuff like that, but now they get it, so they don't really complain right, anymore. sure. Because um, they've, they've all seen the movies, and they're like, all right, I'm not going to look stupid at the end of this, so they kind of trust <laughs> And the Natalie process. died carrying that torch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then sometimes they do. They, they yeah, see the end they, result and go, oh, that didn't actually look I good. I trusted but, you! But this, but this guy here... In 1995, <laughs> playing the the teenage girl taking a shower yeah. moment, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was going to say the second so, bra- the he, second bravest performance. In yeah, the movie. I really I really have. I'm like, His wow. His mom is seeing this movie when it comes out. Yeah. How do you put that out of your head when you're filming? Yeah, it really you know what I mean? is. I tell you, I tell you, you know, for as a director, as a person who's directed stuff, and sometimes you you feel like you are selling a a, a sham product sometimes in a movie. But you know, you have to do that with actors. You have to go, okay, look, I'm. Look, <laughs> I know it's going to feel weird. I know it's going to feel strange. And you're going to feel like an idiot. But no, it's going to work. It's totally going to work. I got your back on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it is with green screen. It's like, look, I know you need to, you, you know. Well, and they're, it's they're going to be there. I swear it's going to be there. And they have to believe in it for it to really work. So you, you yeah. have to hawk it that way yeah. for it to work. So Yeah. yeah. And then here's uh, another guy here's where Max. you go, oh, look, that guy's in this movie too. It's Mr. Tom Sizemore, ladies and gentlemen. With really long hair, really long hair, which and is the only good look wig. for Tom Sizemore. I like, I like that look. I always found that like this go. part where he comes in and he's like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here! You're under arrest and shit." And then, and then, and then Rafe, like <laughs> a second later, is like, "Ha, ah, you, you knucklehead!" And I'm <laughs> like, wacky. "Really? He just lost like a huge sale from this yeah. dude." Yeah. He's like spent forty minutes in the back room trying to persuade this guy, and he really shrugs yeah, that know. off pretty and, easily. And yet somehow Rafe is kind of like, yeah, well, you know. I guess the he'll, mes- be, the, he'll be back. The message I already got, I always got from it was, you know, Rafe is like so used to, you know, this is what he does all night. So you know, sure, if, yeah. if a fish gets off the hook, then it's like, yeah, get another one in a sack. I get the other guy in the corner. Yeah. yeah. I will. I I will say that. Uh, okay, again, hopefully you've you've watched this. So uh, mm-hmm. Tom Sizemore's wig. <laughs> I was totally Bit when I clue. when I watched this. Well, it is a it is a clue, but but I I can't I can't take credit for it. What, uh, Tom Sizemore's wig when I when I watched it, his hair. I was like, man, his hair looks like the wigs that the people wear when they've they've got the recording device on. But I didn't actually what make the hell? that put it together. I didn't put that together. You got like ninety percent of the way there. I, I know. Yeah. I did. I, well, I mostly also, figured it out. But having the like. squid on your head isn't an implication of that. Doesn't mean you're a bad guy. That just means you're recording. Right, so it right. doesn't didn't wouldn't carry that. To, it just means you're in the business of probably making porn for people. And the question is, what do you fuck? Yes. 
What that, do, well, that, well, we we know we know too much about that at the question with Tom yeah. Sizemore, unfortunately. Yeah, but, well, in that case, yes. That, but they know in this world, if you're gonna, if this is how you're gonna explore your fetishes now, there's gonna be some weird ass videos. There's gonna be someone fucking oh, yeah. like, a, like a cabinet. You think YouTube is messed up? Yeah, dude. holy cow. Yeah. Well, no, that that's I mean that's exactly why this uh, you know why he deals in that kind of thing because he's like the 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 things that you would never do on your own. Someone is willing to do it, <laughs> yeah. so you might as well have their experience. Yeah. you know. It really is. It is a very. It's actually YouTube is not a bad comparison. It's like you know when the guys invented YouTube is, yeah, we'll come up with a way where people can put videos online and make it easier than it normally is, and they can share them and stuff. I can't imagine anyone putting a video up of anything really. Yeah. Nope. Other thing. I'll yeah. put a video up of everything. <laughs> yeah. And like you know, it's 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 revolutionized and people the, will the world. Watch it. Yeah. The video of the guy opening his little uh, kitchen cabinet door, and it sounds like Chewy growling. LOL. It's like 50 million views. <laughs> you open the door, it's like, uh, it sounds like Chewy. It, Everyone will watch this. It sounds exactly like Chewbacca, though. Let's, let's. <laughs> yeah, no, let's seriously, not, dude, it totally does. Yeah, to be fair, it, that, that it, check it out. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's, let's that, not that's, diminish the fact. Yeah, that shit's real, man. Yeah. That's totally real. That's not it, fair. It was a fearless performance by the door hinge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fearless performance by the door hinge. Well, Juliet Lewis was up for the part of the door hinge, but uh, the scheduling, <laughs> I the scheduling problem. I love that bit right there where he's, the guy points the gun at his face and he's like, "Oh yeah, two million years of evolution. That's the best you can come up with." He's like, "All right, yeah, good point." And just <laughs> stops yeah, pointing yeah. the gun at him. He's also, like, "You know what? That is, I am betraying our species." Yeah, and the, the you're right. Wonder of you reached me humanity. on a deeper level than yeah. I. Yeah, I don't know what that means, reach. but I don't care. I'm towing your car. Yeah, yeah. Still yeah. Your or car. that. Or that. I like his, his his fake watch thing. He's always first time through this yeah, movie. His I don't know what that means, but I'm tired of this. I'm gonna, I'm First tired. time through this movie, I didn't actually uh, particularly like Ray Fiennes' character. He's a loser. Yeah. He's yeah. really a loser. It's, and it's not Which a movie. Cool and, and, it's, and it's a, yeah. it's a good yeah. quality of the movie that doesn't tell you necessarily how to feel about your main character, but the movie doesn't tell you how to feel about him. And the whole time I'm going, he's kind of a, he's kind of a shithead. He's, he's pretty good at his job, but he's kind of a shithead. And I don't really like him. And it took me almost the entire movie to kind of get over the characterization, what he's doing with it. They give you cat saving and cat I was, kicking. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna ask, what's his, what, what would his cat saving moment be here? Do you think? I think one is is that he isn't just the way that he deals his drugs. He seems to have morality in a code, like he doesn't uh-huh. want to deal in blackjack, as they uh-huh. say, yeah, that's, and stuff that's, like that's that. One, yeah, that's like a relevant thing. He, he, he won't actually, Well, yeah, he doesn't want to actually participate in people dying. I mean, right, he'll, right, do, yeah. he'll do any kind of perversion at all, but people dying is where he draws the line. And I was going to say, actually, and it's about to come up in just a few minutes, is when he brings uh, he brings the guy the, the clip of running on the beach, the legless guy. Yeah, right. guy. That's, that's, that's a save the cat. That's a save moment. the cat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, which comes pretty late in yeah, the Yeah, it's movie. about a moment where you kind of go, we got to give this guy some Well, but also, yeah. I think, like, you know, him reliving his, his memories with the girlfriend is, is not exactly saving a cat, but it's made it's making him sympathetic. It, it's it humanizing does, it well, But it's also kind of skeevy. But it's also skeevy. It's both. That's which is... Perfect. Our, uh, our TV tropes correspondent has something to add to this. Lenny is actually referred to as a jerk with a heart of gold. <laughs> ah. is that, and that's the trope? The jerk with a heart that's of gold, which is, which is appropriate. Kind of an anti-hero. Absolutely appropriate. Yeah, because he is, I mean, that, that, that's what the, I think, the, the playback of the Juliet Lewis stuff is, to show that he's damaged. I mean, he's yeah. not, you know, he's not, he's, right. he's struggling, he's literally struggling with, you know, an addiction, and, and it's almost like this is a drug movie. That's a, yeah. that's a good, well, yeah, I think. This I speech think was shot by Michael fucking Bay, look at this. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, and I, I so was the reverse that, shot. Yeah, I was, the, the no, reverse just the TV was so bright that it lens flare yeah. out into the real world today. <laughs> hey, wow! I wonder, like you're talking about with the color. I wonder if there's some sort of s- subtle meaning that's meant to be implied by with that they the have flashing. like matching flares yeah. from behind them with like the same lens and chromatic. I bet there is. I bet there is exactly yeah. something meant to connect them there. But yeah. well, because uh, I mean, 
I don't think we saw it with Rafe, but we saw it with her, and of course she that that guy matters to her. Right. And we saw it with this guy because he was involved in the assassination, wasn't Sizemore. he? Sizemore. Um to some extent. Or was Sizemore, it... no, he's totally unconnected from it. He, oh, okay, but he's the okay. one who's gonna make it seem like it's all one big thing. Okay. But he has nothing to do with it. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Other than you know, he's, he's, he's involved in that world, but the, right. the assassination itself was totally a random thing. That was right. that's the that's the punchline of the movie. Spoiler uh, <laughs> is that you know this whole conspiracy, and that's I was gonna say, you have to watch the movie twice if you if you're interested in the, the process because virtually everything Sizemore says is, is exposition to tell you first of all why he does what he does when you find out what he's actually done. And uh, and then halfway, you know, from here on out, everything he says is going to be some kind of bullshit that he's laying on you to uh, to try and create this thing, this illusion of what happened, which none of which actually happened. So. Look at the look at it. Fox 11. That's what their logo used to look like. I love this yeah. British guy. I don't know what his name is, but he shows it's, up. Uh, he basically yeah. always plays. Man, the Michael rock. Bay shot that. Yeah, yeah. he always plays yeah, the, uh, that Michael on, the sort of Michael out of it cut or something like that. the sort of out of it. Here's British two, rock star the, guy. Los Angeles shoot because mm-hmm. he has that face and he has that sort of demeanor. He seems very Keith Richardsy. He is. He, and he played. Yeah. He played a lot of those kind of roles. He's in uh, Alien Four. He's the guy who dies early in Alien mm. Four. They, oh, he the out. Yeah, <laughs> he got out early on that one. That was now we really haven't we haven't shot. mentioned, and God knows we need to, Ms. Angela Bassett, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We haven't mentioned. Oh, she's the, in this. Yeah, <laughs> she's the one in the soft focus in the foreground right now. Um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know Angela Bassett, although she was you know she was a serious actress. She was in uh, she played Tina Turner and What's Love Got to Do with It and How Stella Got Her Groove Back and you know she's like, is that a serious movie? I didn't see it. How Stella Got Her Groove Back? Oh yeah, is that oh a yeah, movie? no, it's very serious. I thought it was like a Tyler Perry thing. No, no, that's. Uh, mm. It's a different one, but um, it might have been a different kind of thing. But no, I thought, it, I thought it was a based on a best, too. Best, best, based, was, well, yeah. it is kind of a comedy, okay. but uh, you know, it's that kind of comedy. It's the kind of comedy that gets you on Oprah, and you know, they stand and applaud for you, and wow. you know, serious actress. And then she shows up in this thing, and not only is she, you know, like Ray Fiennes, it's kind of like, wow, you guys are slumming it. What are you doing in this movie? Um, but as I've if said, you it, fill a schlocky movie with all great actors. As I've said it many times, it's like, then. isn't it? You know, when, it, when when good actors come in and do a movie that could be a schlocky movie, and they take a chance on it, the same way. And I, wow, does it does it raise the game all around? And I, I always gain even more respect for those actors. Yeah, when they're like, Absolutely. when they're like, "Fuck yeah. it, a role's a role. I'm going to do it." Yeah, it's like Judy Dench and Riddick. She made that movie. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> and she admits to it. But the uh, you know Angela Bassett. Oh my God, goddamn. She, it, you know, I would, I would, I would say, I would say, I would like to sleep with her, but I would burst into flames if I did. Yeah. And I, just, <laughs> I think he's got a thing for chicks with dreads. Yeah, or very tight braids. I do. Who can kick your ass and wear nicely tailored suits? Yes, a strong female that, role in a movie. That's, written by that's James not a trope. Cameron? It ought to be. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. But uh, she's fan- strong female role in a fucking James Cameron. No movie. way. No. Yes, and we should. Yeah, we should. you show me that in a strong I, I really, female character I think in a Joss Whedon script, and I'll be yeah. like, sure. Yeah, I think you're really yeah. reaching here. I yeah, don't know. bring up that point that you know, it's like Jim. <laughs> Jim can't help himself. Yeah. Jim just can't help. I'll believe put, that when I see sentimentality in a Spielberg picture. <laughs> you know. So you know, and, and God Isn't, bless Jim for doing it. You know, it's, Jim's like, by God, there's gonna, you know, this, the, the strongest character in this movie is going to be a woman. Yeah. <laughs> there's actually a trope for that. Did you know? Of course, there on tvtropes.org. <gasps> it's actually called Action Girl, which means yes. that it takes an entire freaking SWAT team to kick her ass. That's right, oh. it does. I know. I've, I know. Trains has another has another fun <laughs> trope. But I, there's action. There's action mom is another trope. That was really funny. Is that? Oh, sort, cool. That's sort, a good one. Sort of the buff, the Buffy. Now, because I'm writing a script right now that has action mom in it, so I'm very much aware of it. But the. Uh, the uh, the idea so the Buffy like you know the den mother back home was like oh have some cookies blam 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 opens oh, up with an yeah. AK or whatever you know that oh mom's tough and badass oh, the mom in uh, what is it 
it Gremlins? That Gremlins? Like, yes. About there you go. It's like, Action mom. Jesus yeah. Christ. She was just waiting for this. Yeah. yeah. Her whole life. All My entire this, life. All of her life was about this. this. She was yeah. waiting for this opportunity. Guy yeah. who dresses like an asshole. So, Look at this guy. Yeah. Angela Bassett just, oh, yeah. What, what does love have to do with it? <laughs> God damn it. So good in this. I was a kid watching, uh, like, Papa Video, one of the, when VH1 played music. <laughs> Um, and they had music videos what? on it. Wait, what? And I was a kid, and I I didn't. I got that point where this is why. Okay, I have like four thoughts that are related in one little ball here. Okay. My yourself. my concern is that people in like fifteen years, like if you have kids in fifteen wow. years, they won't want to watch a two D movie or whatever this whatever the next thing is. They want to watch all these old movies because they seem old. But then I have to combat that with the idea that when I was growing up, I couldn't tell the difference at all. I had absolutely no sense of when what I'm watching was made because I would watch completely modern music videos and then like the music video for What's Love Got to Do With It would come on and she's rocking like a massive weirdo poofy <laughs> mullet thing and it's and I had absolutely no idea. I was like, oh, this is a kicking song. Yeah, chica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids have no like, concept Kids have of no time, concept. So. It's like you could show a kid the third man and he'd be like, well, this movie is boring. boring. But, but, yeah, yeah. but well, be like, there's supposed to be a prejudice against black and white, whether that's true or not. But it's like black and white means it's old. No one see it. I don't know. It's just when I was a kid. It's like I had absolutely I couldn't tell the difference at all. I was the opposite. I was hypersensitive on purely a technical level, <laughs> as far as like the age of stuff. At like, age like five or six, though, like just watching stuff as a kid. This is so last week. No, no. I mean, like I mean, just the differences no, in the quality of how it looks or sounds. <laughs> like I was very. I think it's. To. I, I, yeah, I think like it's, I, I would walk in like I, my mom was watching a movie and I walked in and saw one shot of feet walking along concrete in the in the foley of it. I was like, whoa, when was this? 86. <laughs> and then she looked it up on the on the thing. And it was 1986. Nice. <laughs> Even then. She uh, you were a savant. Normal? No, I think I think I it's think so. I think it's certainly easy to pick out differences. Like if you showed a kid a, a young kid a movie from today and a movie from the 80s, they would be able to to go okay those two movies look different they're not going to be able to necessarily articulate why and they're not necessarily going to care well sure. like but what i mean was I, at that time i was watching shit that was modern at the time like we'll say nickelodeon live action shows in the 90s i was also watching like uh the beverly hillbillies and i and i i didn't go oh this one's the old one it just didn't occur to me it <laughs> does now obviously it's just at that time well, that's because they were on at like the same time in anyway, the day. That all started <laughs> because Trey said, "What's love got to do with it?" I was like, "That video." Actually, I, I have a. I have a <laughs> that's, where, that's how that started. What a, I have a, what a, si a, I have a sister who we need to go deeper. I have a sister who's many years younger than me, and and uh, and I. Uh, she single? Yeah, yeah, not anymore. Actually, she's getting married later this year. I'm sorry, you're too late. But um, she was, you know, I was in I was long gone and moved out of the house by the time she was even born, and then so she, I was sort of, you know, she would just hear about me, and I was I was dating one of the girls from the Brady Bunch. Uh, some years back, and uh, and my mom told my young sister this, and, and she was like, what? "That's that's your, your your brother's dating her," and pointing to a person who's eight years old on television, and my sister <laughs> couldn't figure that one out. Like, what? that's like when I was a kid watching the Wonder Years. I couldn't tell when it was, yeah. or also Happy Days. Well, that, that one's kind of like this fucking made. That one's kind of like Mike's Night Rider story. You have a Night Rider story? Oh, yeah. Well. I did hardly, hardly a story. Are you yeah. Knight Rider? I'm not sure if that's been. On. Have I told that on <laughs> the show before? Rider? I don't recognize. It. I didn't know that. You're Knight Rider. Yes, yes I am. Any, his his name is Michael. So yeah, I, I would always pretend uh, Kit was talking to me. So by the okay. I win. Uh, I win. Yeah. No, just in terms of like looking at someone on TV as being eight year old, not comprehending that they will they they have yeah. aged. Yeah. You know. No. Well. Well. For me, the the Knight Rider story I think of is that there was an episode of Knight Rider. Just just really quickly, since you brought it up, there was an episode of Knight Rider where Knight where where there was like a car chase, and he turned down my street. 
Oh, no. Oh, nice. And I was watching it. Oh, did you run out? Ran I to the window. I, like, ran to the window <laughs> to like, see Kit because I didn't understand. Oh, yeah. By the way, that, this that guy right here, in real Malcolm time. Reynolds suspenders on this dude. He totally oh, yeah. has Malcolm Reynolds suspenders. On that note. I do remember that story. That's a great story. When I was a very young kid watching uh, in Star Tours, I would run out trying to see the next one. Uh-huh. I would run oh, yeah, outside yeah, yeah. and look off. at the top of the building looking for the next ship. To fly out. There's a hell of a shot we just had there, where they had the steady cam shot came all the way from outside into the giant full club True. of people. Oh, guys, we should talk about so Doomsdays. many people, like extras. Like yeah. this is a movie with a lot of extras, and money and helicopters. Now this this is like this is not the yep. future. This is a club you go. I would this, totally yeah, go this to is this a club, club in L.A. right now. I would totally go to this club right now. And I love how among all this random crazy shit, there's one guy just ironing. Just clothes. ironing. Yeah. Like that's a club <laughs> in L.A. right now. Yeah. That's well. That's that's probably. This is the kind of club. he's all fenced off. That's a little fetish. So what, the people oh, came yeah. to right. watch him fucking. But you know, yeah. you know the you know the character. There's a couple uh, hanging onto that changling changling fence, just like you know the, trying to subtly rub their junk watching yeah. that guy. There's mm. a character on SNL now that Bill Hader plays called Stefan. It's like all right. This New York's hottest club is called Fucks. <laughs> and he's, he goes through the entire thing. It's like, yeah. this is the kind of this club, is we, talk club about. we would talk about. Men ironing in little cages, fetish, <laughs> uh, midgets in sunglasses. Nazis like, burning books. That's exactly the kind of thing he'd be talking about. He should do it where he just describes this scene in one of those things. Also, uh, and the cool now, people will go, now we'll you know it. it's uh, uh, the, the decadence of it because it's 95 and these the, just quietly two men making out in the corner of the frame. No way. Yeah. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Crazy. Those, those, look. Oh, no. hello. Not really making out. The guy on the left didn't see Okay, they were yeah. making out, and yeah. then they... The, then guy they, the, they left, the guy on the left got over it pretty quickly. The guy on the left is clearly just drunk and experimenting. Yeah. <laughs> now, his, uh, his hookup buddy uh, with the mustache in this is also... And it blew my mind when I realized who it was. In fact, I recognized him faster than fucking Vincent D'Onofrio. He's also... He's been at a bunch of stuff, but I know him from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's the guy that yes. uh, Ferris leaves the Ferrari with. Yeah. And he's like, you speak in English? He's like, well, what country do you think this is? And then he steals the Ferrari in the Star Wars theme plays. But oh, that's the, the guy, guy at the I'm, bar. Pre- I'm pretty sure uh, he's also uh, from Super Mario Brothers, one of the Koopa cousins. One and of also the, one this of the two stupid henchmen. And also we, Koopas. We, 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 there's a moratorium on that movie, dude. No, there's not. There's an embargo on that yet. shit. We need to do that movie <laughs> oh on this God. show, by the way. Anyway. I, I don't want to see it. I haven't seen it. I don't want to see no, it. No, you have to see it. Uh, it's because it's so I do want to see John Leguizamo. He doesn't or, have to see it. Is that who it is that plays Luigi? Yes. Yeah. That, that's like what and I was Bob saying earlier. The, the cop-out right? future is just bombed out like stuff on fire. That That's a whole movie of the that. The cop-out alternate dimension. is just cars on fire. <laughs> it's just cars on fire. Exactly. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so my question is, I, I remember bringing this up the, the first time, the, the aborted uh, uh, version of this commentary, commentary, is how long do you think it's been since they were together. Right. Because he's got, he's, he has well, a squid clear. memory of him being with her, so the I technology think was around. Yeah. I think with the makeup they're trying to tell you, because in the, uh, in the skate, in the Venice Beach scene, uh, and then later sex scene, she's made up normal. She looks like a normal person, and they're making her up for the rest of the movie to be a little strung out looking. Yeah. So I yeah. think they're saying it's been, also, it's been a few months and she's gotten into a bad habit. I think it's been, been a But it months. could be a year Probably, or two. Much Probably more than years. Months. Well, because she's, she's known, it's not clear, and we'll, they'll have the little flashback, which is something... Uh, We'll get to when we get to it, but uh, the how long has he known Angela Bassett? But what, what's but that was when he was a cop, and when he's with Juliet Lewis yeah. is probably after he was a cop. So it's kind of hard yeah. to know what the timeline, how the timelines connect. Well, there's there. no implication on the technology level when in the Angela Bassett get flashback gets kicked yeah. out. Does not stop. Yeah, goes right go, back in the right window. Back right inside. up in the window. Yeah. He he has a he has a sort he's of a like, bu- he's a bugs he's, he's bugs bunny. He's I was like, going to say he's Dino <laughs> from Flintstones. <laughs> And stay out! <laughs> As we watch the closing up. credits. Oh, it gave dates on the mini discs, apparently. Seth Brower is in the uh, the live room. Oh. Yeah. Y'all are in the chat room. We got Seth in here. 
So here I, we lo- go. I love this guy. It's Hippie. Just- it's Hippie from the Abyss. It's the Rat Boy from the Abyss. I always like a character who's in this room by himself, just going like, "Yeah, buddy," doing a shot, <laughs> doing something like. Does he like that all day, just yeah. nine to five on this on this job? Non-stop. Yeah. Dude, these are, this is the kind of job that is, it is what you make it, and it yeah. could be very boring. Yeah. I like the idea that he brings the fun with him. <laughs> I would totally, I would be that guy. By so the end I, of the I day, he's like, go to that club, but I would want to be the guy in the booth. You play a role like this in the I movie. would totally be this guy. like the wacked guy life, in the room the by himself, movie. like, hey, man. You're like, you could be Professor Oaken from Independence Day. I would, I'm, I'm like, hey, dude. I'm waiting for the phone to ring. Just sitting so down here being ignored. Being all impressive, no one's here to know. It's That's just, right. Hey, I'm just here to be in the movie for four minutes. That's it. I'll be talked about. The, I'll come, I'll go. That's the, it. the fat guy in Titanic too. And she's a very old goddamn yeah, liar. That's me. You could be that guy too. Roles I could have played. And I love. It's such a. It's you. You pack a lot Graff. of character information into one little guy with this little bit, where it's just yeah. he's he's working at a fucking fetish club. Yeah. He's he's doing drugs and he's drinking a bunch of coffee. And the one thing he wants isn't something crazy. It's just I want to I want to feel like run I'm running on a again. beach. Yeah. yeah. I like to run on a beach and a pretty Oh, pretty girl like icing on the cake. Like, "Oh, dude, he's so happy. Look I at him." I didn't get you anything. And then but then there's the, you know, they have to put the little pinch in the save the cat. It's like, "But we're not friends or anything. I just totally did this to so you be my friend and get in the club and use uh, you." Yeah. And, you know. Neek. It's all the same. Yeah, and then he, he Batman's out. Yeah. yeah. He's gone. I saw a funny video of that uh, on YouTube. Someone did a, a parody of the last scene of whichever Batman movie, the more recent uh, one was. Where, where he keeps trying he, to yeah, slink out. Where it's like, like Gordon turns around for a second, and then he turns back around, and Batman's like half out the frame. Like, oh, yeah, that was a funny guy. Was I wasn't gone yet. Yeah. It's like, shit, stop that. Address the skyline for more than one second so I can get out of the background. <laughs> yeah, that was really, that was, that was a very funny one. It was really well shot because you keep seeing Batman like it running through the foreground like just just out of focus trying to hide trying to somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So here's Juliet singing. Singing. Yeah, she's and looking at like where's she wearing? She's not even that's she's like wearing like bottle caps there. I mean she's got that's not even clothes she's wearing. Hey she was born that way. And the first yeah. time I saw this, I was I and I didn't know who she was either. And I'm not sure I still do, but she, it was, I was like, "Oh wow, good. Okay, she's she's trying to be a singer, and I'm sure she worked out in her deal that they have a scene in the movie where she can do her thing." And I like it whatever, better here but, than I did in Chasing Amy. But apparently, it's not yeah. the case that she was good trying God. to be a singer before this movie. No, right? she she was like, "Okay, singing really? Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a go." You know, <laughs> I guess she like she she puts it out there, man. She just commits. I guess it shows you that that she did well enough that I was completely willing to believe that this was her career outside of movies and I trying think, to make it happen. I, I believe that she did. Maybe it was after this movie. You know, there was like, oh, Juliette Lewis, she's in a band now. She was oh, doing that. I thought you were talking about the character. <laughs> like, oh no, no, wanted sorry. to be a singer, and like this guy gave her a chance, but uh, only if she got drugged up. That's yeah, weird. Like, like wheels within wheels, man. Yeah, it's, totally, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Whoa. Again, I, Juliet Lewis is one of those. You know, she does those serious movies. You know, well, of course, Cape Fear was her first big breakout movie. But you know, she's got those Oscar-nominated things, and then she shows up in this, and I'm like, and this is my favorite thing I've ever seen her be in. This is my favorite Juliet Lewis role. What, what else has she done? Because I recognize her, other than that, I saw this movie. She was before, nominated but... for. I mean, she, she was in Cape Fear. I know that's the only one I I know. But uh, okay, you know. I don't. Okay, but this. She had a band called uh, Juliet, and, Juliet and the Licks from yeah. 2003 to 2009, so yeah. after this. Yeah, long after. Well, like way after this. Yeah. yeah. So, she, yeah. so she, it's just, well, as Ryan was saying. She it's popped like, it, yeah, but she just did she just pop this in her DVD player and like, oh, yeah. I'll oh, yeah. Like, yeah. She's like, yeah, it's not in the shower time. in the car. She's like, oh, yeah, I can sing. Yeah. Why did I stop doing it? Oh, it still yeah. works. I can do it. It still works. But it, it works here. That's for sure. So yeah, so it's it's sad because Juliet Lewis normally makes movies oh, uh, from *Dust Till Dawn*, which of course you know so oh, it's mean, not, not the first time that she's appeared in, in a oh, movie yeah. that could have uh, *Natural Born Killers*. Thank you very much. Yeah, see, 
So she, her, the movie she was in were like sometimes a little off, but they were like high profile, serious, you know, pretensions of serious, at least. You know. This is some cool. This oh, is a good. Seating Gilbert Grape. That's there probably you go. That one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's actually a, that movie holds up. I like that movie a lot. Uh, this is a as far as two characters interacting. I think this is just about as good as it gets with having two people that have their own agendas and their own thing, and they have feelings for each other that sort of you know sort of confuse their agendas, but ultimately it just plays out. In a way, that's really interesting to watch. I think this is my favorite scene to watch between two characters in the movie. Well, it's a weird thing because it's also the first of like three or four scenes where... Because they're both characters. He's, so he's trying to care for her and she's telling him to fuck off. Yeah. And just, just get, the, get the hell out of here. And unfortunately, for me, like uh, watching it, by scene three, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm with her. I'm like, why, is, <laughs> yeah, why does dude. he give a shit? Isn't just he, leave her alone. But isn't she, in a way, trying to protect him? She is. And, she is. and he knows she that. Because the turnaround he, at the end is she's going to know, she's gonna try and save him. At the very end, thinks, she can't help He thinks that she's him. trying to just keep him out of the scene because there's, ma- there's bad people in the scene. And she's trying to protect him from, no, they're going to fucking kill you. Right, I yeah. just can't tell you that. Right. So, it's, so to him, it comes across as... Don't hang out with the drug dealers because they're all scary. Right. What she's trying to say is, don't hang out with the drug dealers. They're literally going to <laughs> kill you. Literally, they, they were just talking about killing you. Now, and this brings up the the issue. I don't know. We went into it last time. I'm happy to be able to get the chance to go into it again. Is is this idea? And Angela Bassett's character is going to underscore it for us later. Is Lenny's problem is the playback because if you had someone that you loved and then they're gone, it hurts for a long time, but it does fade eventually. Unless letting it fade, unless yeah. you have a way to remember exactly what it was like and literally you can literally be there. re-experience it. Yes, yeah, so over as so, long as you want. So I I always think I always think That's of it good. as he sees you know when he's talking to her he doesn't see this skank who's actually in front of him. He's still thinking about that awesome girl that he was in love with. However as long ago that was, as far as he's concerned, was. every time he talks to her, the most recent time he was with her, she loved him and it was wonderful. Yeah, the last yeah. time that's, that's why he's so fucking incorrigible. That's why he keeps coming back. The it's last like, time you know. he saw her was this afternoon, and this is just she just dyed her hair since then. Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't see any of that. You're right. That's absolutely. And give it more time. It's literally a different person. And the, yeah. and the wonderful line is, uh, it, "There's a reason yeah. that memories fade." But he doesn't recognize that. Yeah, they're, like they're that. designed that way for a reason. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think that's, that, that, that is the problem for him is, is if you had a way where you literally could relive, truly relive this experience, well, it would be a drug. What would, what would stop you from just laying there all day long and going, no, that was, <laughs> that was the highlight of my life. It's like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day is like, why couldn't I have that day over and over again? Yeah. Well, if you had a recording of it, you would, you would totally just love, lay like there. sea otters on the shore. A, that was a, that was a pretty good that was a weird little uh, fourth wall moment. She, you know, through the mirror, the mirror, she looks straight around. at the camera. No, she looks straight at the camera and goes, "You know why movies are better than playback?" I'm like, yeah. "Whoa, this is getting <laughs> yeah. weird." Julia Lewis is meta. talking to me, man. Back off, Lewis. <laughs> I will, I will, I will defend myself violently if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> you make freaking me out, woman. Don't get froggy, Lewis. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you drink coffee, Mike. I've drunk coffee ju- before yeah, shows, at least, anyway. I thought you were all monsters. Like Monster even, drinks. I don't even know you. No, that's and me. Sour Patch that's salt. Sour Patch, yes. I have Sour Patch kids with me. God, I'm <laughs> sour Patch kids and coffee. I don't remember no, what No, that's why I haven't eaten the Sour Patch no, kids. I got yeah, to the point where Mike happen. had finished all the Sour Patch gummies, but in the bottom, there's still like a good half a cup of sugar. He's just like... Uh, Dude, that's how I roll. That is not the first time... <laughs> that is not the first time I've done that. Mike's like, no, no, you shut the fuck up. I did a line of that. Yeah. No, no, I would never do that. I, did, I, I as I've said on the show before, I once snorted pixie sticks, and that was one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. So. <laughs> Everybody did a line of salt. Yeah, I it's would a never, granular damn thing to do a line of. I would never do a line of fucking uh, uh, sour patch sugar. 
Uh-oh, Although it's well, a good idea good. for a torture. It's good yeah. that you've grown that way. Exactly. Yes, Mike's grown up. He no longer does lines of picture I'm, sticks. I'm mature. Yeah. <laughs> That's a kid thing. I'd yeah. tell you when I was young. I'm mature. Pours bag upside down. Can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a cool. I like how he prepared himself with the information earlier, and he's using it to his best here. And I think it speaks highly of this guy, where he he kind of jumps into it. He's like, okay, I'm 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 not so nuts that I'm I'm not able to get distracted by someone having a conversation with me, but I'm also not so not nuts. That I won't remember what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, at, at the end of the day, I'm still going to kick your ass. But sure, I'll talk about my record. Yeah, we can, we can have a little I'll conversation. Kick your, I'll kick your ass, but I kind of like you, so I won't kick it quite as hard. Yeah. I just like how he's like, not the face. You see, yeah, well, not right. the eyes, please. Not it's just eyes. business. You know. Let me how take it my is. jacket off here. It's like in, uh, in the movie Serenity when Mal is like, we can we can do it in the thigh. It avoids any major arteries, but it won't cause a <laughs> yeah. fuss. That's 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 a mark of a pro, man. It's like I was thinking like the foot. No, you don't want people to think that you just gave up. Yeah, it's a graze. A graze. No, no. See, a graze is no good. Yeah, I, but but I always like uh, you know I always like bodyguard characters like that where they're like I gotta kick your ass but but we we can do it on your terms sure take your jacket <laughs> off I yeah. won't hit you in the face uh-huh. okay but I'm still gonna make you cry. <laughs> this is the this is what kind of guy he is he can't you know he can't he can't, still can't tell her the truth about anything he's like no no even like, bullshit uh, normal doesn't matter yeah stuff. The guy and she's like yeah huh right. That's he is right. too smarmy for his own good consistently. Yeah. Talk about saving the cat. I That's almost, her job in this movie. And I well yeah. And he's the cat. I almost feel like in in a weird way he's like trying to protect her from this world. You know, he's trying to pretend everything's all right just to like protect her from the the shit that he's gotten himself into. He doesn't want her to get involved. But every she all, she knows Str- it's there, so it's just well, every character in Strange Days is treating every other character in Strange Days like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's what's going on here. And it doesn't which work. Is, which is, and it's weird because they're in this. It, it, it's an interesting um, contrast because they're in this world that's so dangerous and violent, and everyone's just trying to pretend it's not and coddle each other and stuff like that. It's it's a really interesting uh, dynamic. In the chat room, Inside Outcast points out that Bradley Cooper would play this role now. I think that's mostly because he looks exactly like Bradley Cooper. That's, in the yeah, movie. exactly. Yeah. Oh, all right, party time. There we are. Okay. Oh, there it is. Yeah, children, you might want to leave the room. Uh, why? Just, yeah. just, just cause. Just fast forward through this part. <laughs> it's boring. There's, there's yeah, no, it's, you, talk. you wouldn't like it. It's for grown-ups. You wouldn't it's like it. It's about taxes. This is a kissing scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's a kissing scene. Yeah. exactly. It's a kissing I scene. I wish, but no, it's a little beyond that. So, so yeah, so it's another POV scene. I mean, this is a scene where I, uh, as a, as a person, I love bits. I love bits like that where the guy is totally like, so here's, here's where I am. Yeah, here's yeah. where I am. Here's what I look like. Here's yeah. what I'm in a mirror. I'm wearing a mask. You can't tell. Checks my watch, but pulls out my wallet. Yeah, but think about think about as tough as it is to like, um, you know. And I've I've been involved in scene a scene that I can think of that was kind of similar to this, but. Uh, it, it yes, just, I, I see the question in your eyes. Hold on, <laughs> but uh, no, I think I, know, thinking, I think I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. I'm thinking of the idea of you know, think about the you know the, all the crew people that have to like okay, and the thirty the, the custom camera, and we have a you know, and someone's rehearse, the boom mic. We do all that when someone's got a boom mic, and it's like, and it's tough enough when you're jumping across buildings. That shot but it's right like, there, it yeah. was oh my god. So like, not but, only not only but like, where, you know, it's like here's the scene we're gonna do. Okay, how how are you, sweetheart? You ready? You ready to do this? You know, it's like it's. Movie yeah. making is so goddamn hard sometimes, you know, and it's like it's it's the least erotic process. However, you think of the end result. Weren't you in a situation yeah. once where there was like a sex scene going on, and the girl had a mask on? She had a dog and the mask started on, laughing. and the director started laughing, and, the, and, and she didn't oh, know what what was funny. So it was like it was like the most horrifyingly. I'm I'm six inches away from a stripper who's grinding away on a guy, and I was like, this is the most unerotic thing I've ever been part of. I could not be less turned on than I am right at this minute. 
This is so. And it's like sad. the part, the touching end of that story is like the director starts laughing at something, and Trey's like, "Honey, it's not you." The little hit, yeah, laughing at you, baby. It's we, it's a it's a story from Pet Cemetery Two. If you see the movie, you might re- recognize the scene that uh, we're discussing. But uh, I was involved in shooting that scene, and all the other guys. We, it was a close set, but all the other guys came out and they were like, "What was it like?" It was like it was really not as much fun as you apparently think it was. It really wasn't that great. So here we go, and again, uh, you know, Ms. Baco, round of applause for. Yeah, the the possibly yeah. the braver performance. Sure. I mean, my God, this is one of those things. Right, Catherine Bigelow took such shit. You're a woman director, and how can you have such degrading performances of that women? That happens. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, okay, yeah, because I'm to blame. There would be no rape if I didn't put it in a movie. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I I started that. I invented that idea. Yeah. and put it in a it's movie. All me. I think it's actually fantastic. I mean, it would be it would be the same problem, but probably worse if it were a male director, right? Yeah, it's like you know, would it be better if it was a guy directing it? Yeah. Look, I I mean, you know, people are like, oh, it's degrading and blah blah blah, but at the same time, it's like, no, because you what she's done here is actually make people confront what it's like yeah because people sure. you know people talk about you know rape and stuff like that and they're like oh rape is bad and then people make rape jokes abstract. like me because i'm an asshole <laughs> um sometimes uh but yeah it's an abstract but then you see something like this and you're like oh yeah that's not cool at all yeah <laughs> that's not a good and, and how you could how you could you know talk to, to her about it being degrading it's like no no the the event is degrading. She's just showing you what yeah, it is. Just, here it is. It's, there's a reason this movie's even kind of ma- rating. magnifying the concept too. Here with making you think about what she's seeing, which is what he's seeing. Yeah. with this fucked up. Right. You know, putting the, the squid on making her, her head. experience it from two perspectives. It's one of those things that just you know where people kind of go, "You're just bad for having thought of a scene like that." <laughs> Who invented that idea of that scene? There's something wrong with you for thinking about it. And the other thing too is that this is really uh, not only just the the idea of doing it, but the way that she has edited this as well. Like, I mean, they could, they could be totally just showing Ray reacting to it yeah. for ninety percent of it, and you would still understand what's happening. But, but you're but seeing a, a lot of it. The other thing we see ninety percent of it, yeah. and then occasionally yeah. him. <laughs> so oh, it's really so clearly they were covered both ways. Where they could have they could have pulled the punch. They got to right. play with this yeah. one in editing. Yeah. yeah. What's really horrifying about it though is that. Ray Fiennes has to experience the pleasure that this guy is experiencing while he's intellectually aware of what's happening. So the horror is his body is making him like this, and he's hating it in his head. Yeah. Which is actually... He's basically being raped at this point. Yeah, in 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 a couple ways, yeah. 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 (laughs) He has to to be there Not not exactly the same way, but yes. And Angela Bassett sums it up. She goes, well, this is the dark end of the street. How do you like it? Yeah. You know, it's like this, what we were saying earlier. It's like, okay, this exists... What will people use it for? You know, yeah. this whole idea of like, oh, well, I'm going to do this with it. Like, okay, that's messed up, dude. Yeah, she's, got the, she's got the crazy dead eye. Yeah, so yes. She's doing a really good job being she's, dead. She's but doing the a good weird job. thing is like, you know, we zoom into the eyes so it turns out to be a visual effects thing. But her, like, pupils are, like, extra black. Like, yeah, blacker uh-huh. than other, you know, shadows in the in the frame, which Deep is really... Black. Makes it especially weird. I would imagine there's probably some visual effects futzing going on there to yeah, well, stabilize have to be her to get the, and to get the face. Well, the face, in, yeah, yeah, obviously, would, would because well, I guess reflections yeah, if, don't actually work like that. Yeah, but if the, they were going to put that yeah. face in anyway, they probably did <laughs> do something with the eyes just to make him look yeah. kind of extra dead. Yeah, yeah. So here's where either you've walked out of the theater or you're in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you if, know, you really. if you made it through that, you're going to be okay. With right, the rest. But you know, the important bit is. Like we said, the fact that he's horrified by it, the way he reacts, Absolutely, yeah. the way he reacts, it's like very clear that 
you know, it's not like this is okay in the world of the movie. I'll you, say it's there's very a, clear that this is a yeah, bad thing. There's a trope, and if it's not officially a trope, it, I, I nominate it for being a trope. And I know it's been mentioned before because it's on that list of, you know, if there's a news, it's akin to the, the trope of if there's a news broadcast in a, in a show, and it's true, and that, that trope is also in this movie, um, if there's a news broadcast in a show, it will immediately impact the characters who are watching that news broadcast. Right, sure. We're being hunted by the cops, or whatever. You know, that, that the news bulletin will be uh, will be about you in the movie. And that, that always struck me as one of the few times the movie kind of goes, uh, okay, shorthand is, you know, to verify if any of this really happened, they get to the hotel, and at that moment, they are bringing out her body, and they happen to uncover her right. face. <laughs> of course. At that exact moment, which, Convenience. of course, they always do Little in dead bodies that they bring out of hotels, is yeah. reveal the face. Like, wah Yeah. I'm impressed. I, I'm a little impressed by, uh, by him, the character here. Who manages? Because he did it. Talk about Sizemore. Yeah, he got. Size, yeah, this is he's he, winging it so beautifully yeah, here. He got off on it, and yet he got off on it originally. And yet, even as he's watching it, he manages to pretend he's horrified. Yeah, by but it, it looks like ecstasy when you look at it a second time. Yeah. It's like no, he's yeah. actually going, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh that was good. And then after he's like, oh yeah, that was no, 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 that was terrible. I don't want to eat anymore. Or yeah, something. and so this 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 scene here, I just I love what this character's doing, where he's like he's making Lenny think it through and then he's just sort of going uh, taking that and then twisting it to the direction that he wants it to go in. right right um and again because like, he's because he's that way he makes lenny think it was his idea yeah. it's inception he, man it's totally yeah. inception it is it basically is he's planting the idea and making him think it was his okay well chill uh, out there killer. that should be an exploitation film that's a great title <laughs> inception yeah. killer inception <laughs> <laughs> That's a good film title, Inception. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, just thinking. Fuck. Yeah. I just thought of a great title, The Matrix. <laughs> we should make a movie about The Matrix. Thrill Killer should be a title, though. I can it's, totally see can that. We just, can we just reboot a title? <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, we didn't That's what Dorkman did with his uh, Matrix sequels. He's like, we'll keep the title. We yeah, like the, title. the titles are good. The titles are good. Just not the other things. What, what other things? The movies. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So if you, if you are into this movie, then... then it really, it really is worth a second look to go back and see what you thought was happening, and then realize what was really happening most of the time. <laughs> and most of it revolves around Tom Sizemore, where Tom Sizemore is spinning this, you know, tremendous red herring, and the entire movie turns out to be a red herring. And the uh, that the only downside of that is, at the very end, since nothing connected the way it was supposed to, Tom Sizemore has probably the biggest chunk of expository dialogue in a '90s movie. Uh, name me one where there's more where he has to go okay so this was actually this and 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 what that was that was actually this yeah but mm. and it goes on for quite a while and, and where he has to disconnect all the dots for you rewatching this uh you know it, it if you if you look at a lot of things like you were saying that tom sizemore is saying right now it's funny to think that that the way he's like giggling about it in his head because he's like yeah this guy's sick he wants to make you do something you don't want. He's fucking with you, yeah. you know? And the whole time he's like, ha, ha. <laughs> Yeah, that part he's not guessing at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you, you even see it, it's like every time that Lenny finds one of these, one of these clips, um, it's actually Sizemore that motivates that happening. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's kind of hidden. You know, it's hidden. That, uh, it's a, it's a what small is Sizemore's motivation at this point, then? Sizemore, which he's, trying, he's, trying, he's trying to... He's trying, he wants Juliet Lewis. Well, yeah, I know, but... With with regards to Ray Fiennes in particular, is he trying to give him all the wrong information so he he does actively search the wrong way, or is he trying to bring him back to him? He's trying to like frame him for he, something. He's trying to lead him right? to this guy, 
and make it, you know, he's, he's pointing him toward this guy and uh. it's working um, because he wants one way or the other. He wants either those guys killing each other is good for him. Yeah. You know, and preferably both at once. Because one guy kills the other, he'll kill the other, he'll kill the one who didn't didn't get killed and go, oh, they killed each other and everything's cool now. Let's call the whole thing uh, off. Yeah. <laughs> I want this pad, dude. Yeah. Shit. Who doesn't want this apartment? I would be fucking apartment. roller skating and riding bikes around in there and everything. Andy Warhol comes by all the time. I would get a little Vespa just to ride it around my <laughs> No, no. Get it. This is Segway territory for sure. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm going to get some coffee. <laughs> or those shoes with the wheels in the heel. I wish I had those. Oh, yeah, you go. The Heelys. Every, every time I see that on a little kid, I just want to go. <laughs> just kind of toss my hand out, see how they deal with it. Just close line. His legs just roll out from under him, and he goes head down. <laughs> not even, not even close line. Just pretend I like kind of twitched a little bit. Just put, and you just drop a small pebble. In yeah, his it's path, like and then he'll wow. just be derailed completely. It's like use your legs, kids. Wait, you've made a very over the course of a, a lot of episodes. You made a compelling argument never to have kids around you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Nice, nice, nice pad. Poor security. Yeah, he just you just, just walk yeah. right in. I think this is uh, elevator is completely open. Somewhere around Pass 1992 or 1993, this was owned by Josh Baskin, who filled it with a trampoline and Elizabeth Perkins, yes, pretty sure, yeah. and a Godzilla inflatable doll and bug beds. And now it's this and he weird moved out. rock and roll sex hole, <laughs> just, which well, was my nickname in college. Which is yeah, which is really just blue lighting. Blue lighting is what delineates the rock and roll sex hole loft from the uh, overgrown manchild. Just call loft. me rock and roll sex hole. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey could play that role. Yeah. Just call me a rock and roll sex hole. You know what I like about these rock and roll sex holes? I get to take my shirt off. <laughs> the older it's, I get, they stay the same age. It's always interesting. Like, I'm, I'm with a character like him. I'm like, I can never tell if if this guy's overacting or if he's playing drug crazed yeah. just right. Right. Yeah. He uh, was also in The Crow. That's where I know him from. Okay. There you go. He's in that. He's in that. Uh, you know how he how he missed being in Chronicles of Riddick. I don't know because he's right on that territory. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know it's uh, okay. You know it's okay. I'm okay with it though. For somehow he he usually brings it off, and I he's a hemorrhage actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was. <laughs> and yet somehow I tend to be okay with it with when he pulls it off. Dry heat performance. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like it's. Uh, uncomfortable and kind of scary. We're talking like, about Michael Wincott. Thank you for John yeah, that yeah. That's the name. You watch this guy and you're like, I want him to stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stop looking at me like that. Wincott so. sounds like it could be a line of hotels. Is that a thing? Is... I'm staying at. I'm staying at the Wincott. I'm staying at the Wincotts. Yeah. Could yeah, I get? I'm does, sorry. Right? Could I get? Uh, do I have the wet bar? You can have a wet bar. What I say, you have a wet bar. Pointing at you with get two out! fingers and a cigarette in them. At yes. all times. Preferably with a cigarette pinched in your Dude, fingers when you. Half do that. the reason to smoke is because it's a it's a great gesture <laughs> device. Oh yeah. It's like you're literally putting dangerous, toxic fumes into someone's face. Like, smell that. <laughs> I mean, why else would we do it? Oh, that's <laughs> point. Pavlich again with the wind. He's like, I love the bed. Wind Look at that center. bed. I want that bed. It's like eight futons. Wait, is that a real thing? <laughs> you, you can like just bounce on it and like disappear into it, like squish, and you just disappear and sink down. Sorry, what? I, I, don't know. I was gonna let you go on that one. <laughs> I was just I'm, actually I'm playing. I'm playing that All one right. back in my head. Yeah, good slap there. There you go. And that's. That you know that wasn't kind of a kind of a master shot, so they probably had to do that a couple times yeah, to really toughie. make it work. There's a trick when you're doing stuff like that, uh, uh, a fake, a stage punch of any sort, where you're hitting you, your uh, girlfriend. What's it called when you cut out the frames? Huh? St- uh, well, skip printing or uh, yeah, skip, something like that. Printing. Step where, printing right, when you speed it up. Where you um, you, you take jump. about a frame or two 
out right after the punch has happened, yeah. which takes away the the moment of her head. The moment up, of it the just punch. all of a sudden yeah. goes. Yeah. yeah, basically remove the acceleration portion of her spinning around, and it's a much more violent looking yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's it's actually and surprising how how even if the camera's moving around a lot, so how you kind of get away with it, even still. In fact, the the jump of it just helps the the feeling of force. And what really helps is the sound of the explosion he uses solely yes. for the punch. <laughs> a bomb going around. <laughs> Boom! It's so hard to find a good punch foley. Or, or maybe... You don't like I the... Don't f- know how to... <laughs> yeah. It's, you know. yeah. it's hard because it doesn't really sound like that much, punching a person. Yeah. yeah. Punching In real a life, yeah. sounds just like... Yeah. Yeah. Although we were... I don't remember who I was with. It might have been, might have been with Brian. We were at Chipotle. And then outside, I heard the loudest... Thwack! I've ever heard in my life, and I look out, and there's a ring of people in an actual fucking fight going on out there, and I couldn't believe how loud that punch was. <laughs> it was just fucking loud. It's like, what was that? It was Indiana Jones. Ah, oh, it no. sounded like a gunshot fighting out at the uh, AMC Burbank. Yeah. Speaking of uh, three chills, you like Barney? Action lady, or yeah, she comes Angela Bassett. We see what she's all about. Oh yeah. That, uh, see, right there, actually, that was like slow mo into real time. Yeah, I think there was yeah. slow mo into real time. With so it. that made it that made it have that gah, you know, that snap. See her hair. She, her hair was filmed upside down, up backwards on a water tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just floating around. <laughs> And and we got the little swinging fluorescent light. Bigelow was like, "That was awesome in T two. I'm gonna have that <laughs> and the abyss. I have those it's everywhere. In the abyss too. Is it? Yeah, I don't remember. Wow, that's like a thing. Maybe James Cameron directed that light. Yeah, he, he second uniteded the the that, swinging light. Yeah. No, he just directed the lights. All right, you guys should all be sp- swinging. Light yeah. director James Cameron. Yeah, Katie, right, I said right. they're gonna be swinging. Yeah, that's not right, okay. You know, but you know, magic of movies. But you know they, they they would have taken a day or two to film that fight scene. There was some PA who was like, "All right, ready, yeah. roll sound, get the lights swinging, right, right, right. wait, 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 the lights not swinging." Wandered in, just went, and got the I picture that teamster as being Marvin the robot. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not gonna like it. Isn't it dreadful? It's just so so funny to think about because it's such a like. You know, it seems and so it, and, and a, an adrenalized moment, but it's totally some dude with like a backwards hat just kind of wanders in and pushes it, and, and a Slayer shirt and a belt like with a little meanders back of tape out. on it, and a yeah, walkie-talkie, exactly. and an attitude problem. Grips, are you listening? <laughs> Please don't fight me, Grips. Now, there was a missing scene that came just before this, where he he played that scene again, God help us, um, and tried to like do a whole thing where he's boosting the gain to try and see better, and it just, it turned out to be a scene that was unnecessary, so they cut it out. But um, it would have been an interesting setup for later the implications of boosting the gain too far and yeah. blowing your brain out. Kind of what it was for, but they, not yeah, really necessary. They skipped I guess. it. They skipped it out, and, and rightly so. But it's in the if you have the DVD, it's in there. The uh, it's one of the few missing scenes, the edited scenes out of this because the movie's pretty long. It's well over two hours. Yeah, because that's uh, like you say that's that's setting up for that but at the same time you don't really need to you you, you can get, just say oh, you know. it was the game yeah well you get you just get the idea it's like if this thing if this stuff affects you you know f- uh, physiologically and and psychologically when when you experience it if you crank it up to 11 then it's going to fuck you up you know and you you mm-hmm. don't have to have a scene explaining that as soon as someone says that's what happened you're like no i buy it sure. that's, yeah. that's within the magic theme <laughs> yeah i'm already nervous about buying technology that puts things now the first time we did this movie I I commented on the look of printing. Okay, I commented on the look of this, and without literally three minutes after we finished that commentary, I finally went, "Oh, of course!" And so I'm so happy that I get to say it again. Okay, this 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 shot, this scene has this step printing, and it wasn't until afterwards I realized it's because this is a memory. Yeah, it's an and not a playback. Yeah, so it's, it, it's, playback. it's hazy yeah, and skips, fade. and it uh, you know it's it's how it's she remembers. Yeah. It's what she remembers of that event. 
Well, she remembers it pretty well. She remembers it pretty clearly, but she's she's missing some frames. Is the point? At <laughs> least we assume so. And and, and who knows? Although they, if Michelle Gondry was directing this, it would be like white in some places. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'd be white, and there'd be a gorilla. That it'd be like the, it'd by, be like the maybe. construct with like a bed with a guy on it. Like yeah. yeah, and maybe she remembers it, you know, more rosily than she should. Maybe it's not. Maybe he wasn't that charming. You know, who knows? But we'll never know because it's only a memory. So it's what she thinks it is. So now it's the day. Ryan, where were you the last Y2K? day of the world? Y2K? Yeah, man. I don't know. At my parents' house watching the TV and being like, I don't care. Oh, champagne. No one look. Yeah. <laughs> cool yeah. story, right, bro? Oh, give, him I was, some, yeah. I was, give him some champagne. I Why was not? home, and then, because they were going to do a big thing on the Hollywood sign. So right before What were they going to do with the Hollywood sign? They, I, they set off a bunch of fireworks and put a bunch <laughs> Bad of like, idea. sparklers and stuff. I don't know. But, but, That's so, a bit, that hill is a piece of charcoal. So my... my yeah. My parents insisted they sh- they stuffed us into the car and drove us like up to the nearest hill to try and see the Hollywood sign, but then they started fighting about something, and so they turned the radio off, and so we couldn't hear anything <laughs> happening, and we couldn't see the Hollywood sign. And all of a sudden, <laughs> so I didn't know we couldn't see the Hollywood sign. The, my experience of of the year two thousand was some dude in a pickup truck like jumped in his truck and started driving down the street just honking his horn. That's how I knew it was the year two thousand. <laughs> that was that's nice. my experience of Y two K. Sweet. God bless us, everyone. Yeah. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> a guy hopped in his truck and did some shit. Trey, what were you in, like South Korea or something? I was in Berlin. Berlin. I was in Berlin. Berlin. I was in Berlin and uh and uh Berlin. <laughs> you want to talk Take about I'm a Berliner. party? Holy mackerel. Uh those Germans, man. They know how to everyone had Is these... the party like this party? It was like that party except with with uh with rockets. Um because <laughs> oh, it's Germany. No, yeah, exactly. I'm Y2K not... Toberfest. I'm not the fir- I'm not the first American to go where did the Germans get all the missiles from? Because uh because they they I swear to god, like imagine Wiley Coyote trying to get the Roadrunner. That rocket. Everyone <laughs> that big had, red Acme rocket. Everyone had <laughs> backpacks full of that rocket, and I'm not kidding you. I'm like, literally, where are they getting these from? Because I was like, I didn't see the store where they came from. Because otherwise, I would have armed myself. In Germany, myself. they come with your driver's license. Least... I would have armed myself as well. There were at least five of Gandalf's dragon fireworks. I swear to God, <laughs> I am not kidding you. You've got the picture. They're walking around with, they look like, you know, Afghan freedom fighters with the backpacks. Justin Long showed up with some Roman yeah, candles. Exactly. And and so, and ten, everybody, everybody in Berlin is in the street. Um, and and they literally would like hold these things up. It's like the biggest bottle rocket in the world. Light this thing up, light the fuse off, and just like hold it in their hand, like zow, and it would take off. And sometimes they do it level, like above the head of the crowd. Oh, so you no. might take one in the eye, like yay! These these things are just ripping over your heads. It's foggy. It's a billion degrees below zero. There's and it's ten thousand people, and it's Germany. I felt like I felt like it was in a Twilight Zone episode, like the the the, the American tourist who like suddenly finds himself in the middle of World War Two <laughs> because it was. Foggy. Like I swear to God, I'm in the tear garden. So it's foggy. I hear shouting and yelling, and rockets are coming out of the darkness in all directions. Everything in Germany is full of bullet holes anyway, because anything that's pre-war is all shot to pieces and hasn't been repaired. So, so I'm standing next to a statue that's full of bullet holes. Rockets are coming out of the fog at me, and German voices are yelling all around. And yeah. I'm like, they're going to take me to the Gulag. I have to run and find. How do they get? I slip through time. <laughs> it was. I swear to God, it was the most. That was my Y2K, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was the greatest ever. I was at my mom's house. <laughs> Are we about to have? Uh, yeah, cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. So we, ha- so he, we. Here's a cute little moment for this character. Well, I, I, this I, is my, I love that where yeah. he's like, he takes the gun, he's all badass, he goes back in, and wait, no, no, backs back out of the room, <laughs> gets the clip, goes back. Uh-huh. Now I'm badass. I, yeah. But that's and um, 
that's a, it was an amazing intense scene of the guy basically going totally could have killed you just yeah. so you know yeah. um but i creepy. i think it was a little um like the color posterization like there extra solarized yeah it, so yeah, yeah it, it made it a little difficult for the first half i didn't quite understand what was going on i didn't realize that was him for a while so that mm-hmm. i i didn't get the full uh, extent of the suspense uh-huh. Because I didn't quite understand what was going on. And well, I maybe that's just a me problem. And I never quite got that. So, that scene needed more suspenders. <laughs> the color, the color idea, where they talk about something's wrong with the guy's cerebral cortex because he sees color weird. I just would see the playback and just think that's what playback looked like. I didn't get that there was a color right. thing going on. Right, with the exactly. So I don't know if they could have done it more, and it would have been more extreme. Maybe that was probably you know not for my sake. They they probably shouldn't have changed the movie for my sake. But that was one of the things. Because well, like, we, I never quite got that he doesn't see color the same. Yeah, way. Yeah, because we have. It feels already... almost like a choice, like like a color timing thing yeah, to tell it, you that it's could night. be just yeah. something in the movie. Yeah. And how do we know? We it's... have well, we have already seen you know the, that opening scene was a clean right. playback. Yeah, but so it's we easy to know forget that. Those that. Are there. True. But but yeah. yeah, it is easy to forget that you you watch a playback and you're just like, okay, it's stylized because it's playback, of course. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, our, that is a big plot point, and I totally forgot about it until just now going like, oh, wait, wouldn't that mean they were all colorized? I'm like, oh, wait, the the ripe one was, and then, yeah. and then oh, because the That's other how one, he knows yeah. it's the same guy. Yeah, know? exactly. Now, there's a whole wonderful trope. I'd never even heard of this trope before. To describe uh, basically drug surrogates in a sci-fi movie, <laughs> which I'll, I'll throw this to Mickey, Go but ahead. this is cool. It's referred to as, I cannot believe it's not heroin. <laughs> and nice. In most movies, you have things such as toad licking, etc., which are not actually illegal, whereas in this movie, jacking in is actually illegal, which is not common, so I can't believe it's not heroin. I never heard that one. They do it in surrogates, too, but I'm, I'm sure the surrogates got it from this. No, wait, this movie totally got it from surrogates. Totally stole it from surrogates. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, God. Come on. You're, oh, God. You're, you're, I'm you're... slipping. <laughs> we, are, we did surrogates, and we're, we're forgetting... How how it was before. <laughs> it's so fun to. It's <laughs> like it's, we should have have playback for that for the before time, <laughs> the long long ago. Yeah, I kind of like that this guy's got his van totally outfitted to be on the go pedaling this stuff or something. Yeah. Except he's always parked in his garage, and that's where he hangs <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, he never actually stuff. goes anywhere in it. <laughs> and then we, when the chips are down later, we'll realize he didn't get away or anything. He just he's still in the van. Yeah. But he's ready. The point is, he's ready. To show up and be a mobile uh, jacking station. So yeah, he's ready good. to do it any time. Yeah. It just, dude, it that would just be a mobile jacking station. Just doesn't yeah, want I to. Did. Dude, chicks I am a mobile jacking station. Yeah, that's right. Because you're the you're the. What was your name? I was the rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll rock sex and roll hole. Sex hole. <laughs> and whip pan cut. <laughs> that's the other as well. day, some, I use that joke. I love whip, that joke. I love whip just pan cut the rock and roll sex hole. <laughs> that's my. Uh, that's my. Uh, <laughs> I love that device as a, as a thing you can use as a joke. Instead of like, that's what she said, I always go, that was my nickname in college. Uh, the other one that happened the other day was, I don't remember who said it, but someone said, uh, it was like an abortion factory. I was like, that was my nickname in college. <laughs> wow. Wah, wah. Oh, it's a good one. Feel free. It's, uh, take that with you. The seat down in front gives back. You can have that joke now. That's right. We, we released that one. Sometimes they're royalty free. We just put yeah. them out there. Creative <laughs> Commons. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right totally there. creative Commons. You can do anything you want. Just every time you make that with joke, the hilarious phrase, abortion factory. Yeah. Oh, shame she got brutally raped and murdered. Yeah. Because I'm a loser. On a long and... enough timeline. Yeah. Lifespan for everyone goes to zero. Wah, wah. What? I was doing a Fight Club thing, but I think I screwed up the words. Mortality goes to zero. I don't know, whatever. Here Stickler. Hey, it's Chinatown. Look at this. Hey, you're a pretty nosy fellow. Yeah, you know what happens to nosy fellows? <laughs> They get a band-aid for the rest of the movie. Huh? Yeah. I'm going to yeah, go rape see? someone now, yeah. and I'll be back later. Play me up, Johnny. 
But okay. Oh, but seriously, Roman Polanski is weird. <laughs> <laughs> we joke, but no, my God. Yeah. Speaking of rape scenes, let me tell you about my girl. Go ahead. You were gonna say right. I was well. I was gonna say now girl. we have the uh, the, you know the the payoff or or it turns out to be a good thing that he can't let go of his fucking girlfriend. Yeah, it's true because that's what kind of saves them here. It's a it's a you know nice screenwriting construction. His yeah. you know, his his weakness becomes his strength. It's yeah. like. Dude, don't shoot. See, if see, a dog is biting your foot, don't see, shoot. See, Mal dog. was wounded and he had that nerve cluster moved. And that's what allows him to beat that guy. <laughs> if a dog's biting your foot, don't shoot the dog. Then what would you suggest? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just well, what if you shoot your foot? Harsh language. Then who wins? Oh, okay. Well, shoot away from. Don't shoot the. Shoot the face. dog's ass. Yeah, shoot. Yeah. Shoot the dog right in the ass. Yeah. That's how we had fun in Arkansas when I lived there. <laughs> we didn't read Old Yeller. We didn't know what we were well, doing. What do you expect from. Uh, <laughs> Shoot in the ass. It's, hey, he, 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 look at him. He's fine. He made chili. <laughs> so here we go. A limo chase. Now, a, a nice sporty limo chase. Is that a trope? I don't recall any limo chases. I have never been in a limousine in my life. Oh, really? I would like to be in a limo. Oh. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. But yeah, I know it's not. It depends on still... the limo. It's like, as, as David Spade says, you know, someone goes by a limo and he goes, hey, you have $40. Yeah. But the, um... Generally more cramped than you'd think. Yeah. Oh. It depends yeah. on it depends on why you're in a limo. Well, that's yeah. why I want to be in one of those six-axle Hummer limos. Not all limos are created equal. <laughs> it's it's a, pool. As a pool in the back, yeah. It's as much about the destination as the journey when it comes to a limo. Uh, yeah. And right. I think you're co-travelers. I think that's a big part of it. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, Additionally, yeah. if there's a, a sunroof that you can stand out of and be a douchebag. If you're in a limo because, yeah, it's prom night and you rented a limo with your friends. That's one thing. If you're in a limo because you know P Diddy said jump in, that's a different limo ride. It's it's not yeah, the limo man. that really makes Fucking, the difference. Yeah. But they I don't want to have... rent a limo to like drive to Vegas. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be interesting. But the, I wonder if they have. I wonder, if, I wonder if there are any limo services yeah. that are like U-Haul, where it's like it doesn't matter where you pick up a truck or where you drop off a truck. It just has to be a U-Haul on both sides. Yeah. I wonder if it's like a limo company here and in Vegas. It's like, oh fuck yeah, we do that shit. If there's not, we should start it. Willing to pay, then totally, yeah. <laughs> that would actually probably be pretty lucrative. Yeah. <laughs> Down in yes. front gives back. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. Uh, no, no, you don't get to have that that's one. Ours. That's so crazy. No, 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 no we're yeah, keeping yeah, that one. We're keeping that one. I always like. I was going to put that in the forums that that already exists and gives. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, so. I'd be shocked if it didn't exist in some form. So good thing we brought these gasoline cans, <laughs> just in case we had to set a limo that on fire to me. by the docks. I think at this point in your life, you prepare for the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, these cops are just ready for anything. Look, I, I we've already covered. This is a future where you have to be prepared to set something on fire. <laughs> that's at true. Any time, yeah, clearly, that's part of. Always have a couple of flares. So. Have a pack of matches. Have a Zippo. Have all the gasoline. Yeah. Some people, and even, you know, one of those little Duraflame logs, because why not? Right? Some people even what carry their light? own their own oil drums. They're just a one stop shop. Yeah, for really, dystopia. It's kind of a, I like watching the scene. I, I really do think you know you can just gun it backwards. You'll push that car out of the way. I think. Like you know, you could get off this dock if you really wanted to. Well, they could gun it backwards right know. now and I, kill them. I don't know if the I don't know if the limo. Yeah, if they back it up now, they're. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like they talk about yeah, don't set a zombie one. on fire because then you've just got a flaming zombie. <laughs> it's like yeah. they should just throw it in reverse and come at those guys yeah. because then it's like, oh yeah, I didn't think of that. They that will, was... they will move. Yeah. There's that. They will move out of the way. If Richard but, Simmons was undead, he would be a. But you got to you got to admit this is a cool thing where you got to go. Oh well, well, yeah, it's cool. It the attention. It's like how is this better? <laughs> the fire's out. Yeah. yeah, I was improvising. Okay, I'm making it up as I go along. Now this is and then uh, I. Again, you know, we got a little uh, kind of abyss. Uh, yeah, 
little Wrist, reference. This technology order. definitely uh, helps out here, but but well, the, 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 is, the homage to the the the, the, the filling the filling, filling yeah. vehicle. Yeah, they don't even have a suit to put on. Yeah, but the. Uh, the idea of this is a bitch to shoot, my God. Yeah, I was going like to say. They're, you know. they're dumping a limo into water, and then obviously they're not shooting them in a flooded limo. It's a, it, When they're inside, it's a set. But, yeah, just very complicated. This is where the, uh, the crew is probably going, I wish we could go back to the easy days of shooting hard R rape scenes in, in a bathroom <laughs> with 18 people all trying to pretend we're one camera. See, Angela's just she's, she's she's making it work. She's selling it. I, I believe that she's a person who can do these kind of things. Did you guys see uh, all the? They did two MythBuster specials on a car and water. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the the conclusion is, and remember this forever. Yeah. As soon as the car hits the water, open the door as fast as you possibly can, because yeah. it's going to become impossible soon. No, roll the and window. And you can't down. open it again no, until no. you're completely. Submerged. Roll the window down if you can as soon as possible, because that will yeah, yeah equalize yeah. it right. Yeah, but they said. If, but if not, they wait, said you, you basically have, you either have to do it immediately, or you can't do it for like a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah. You, ha- you have to wait till the car is filled, and then you can open filled. the door. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. That's when people panic is is they they thrash to try and get the door open as the car is flooding, and physics won't let you yeah. do that. And, that and actually, then you panic and you waste all your breath. And that actually, uh, uh, some some trucker. I, I remember Adam was talking about that on some interview. Oh, it was Colbert. I think he was talking about it when they went on the Colbert Report. That someone he was, he was, was saying saved? someone there was like a a a, a truck driver. Who you know fell asleep at the wheel and went, went off like a bridge. the road and into water. He woke up. the The truck was you know already water. underwater, submerged. And because he had seen the MythBusters episode, he stayed calm, waited till the cab flooded, and then got out safely. There's another thing they say, uh, which is that a uh, the head of a spark plug will break a, will break a window pretty easily. So you can also keep a spark plug in your dashboard if you're worried about. It's really, the you water. just need a very fine yeah. point. Yeah. That's yeah. always the key. It's not. It's not. You don't break a window with a hammer. You break it with a very small thing. Just goes dink, and it's. Well, they have little hammers that you can get. Yeah, you exactly can get those. Yeah, I've seen those. And uh, actually, a center punch if you're a machine. Yeah, center so punch. Exactly. They show a center punch like pow, will just like blast anyway. It's like it moves a, a quarter of an inch, but. I actually discovered that equalizing thing because I was when uh, I would I would hang out with my cousins on the weekend and we were completely retarded and nearly got ourselves killed repeatedly. <laughs> That's what cousins are for. But they, yeah, Why weren't you filming it? We didn't, they, cameras weren't cheap at that, at that point, but uh, they, they, had a, they had a pool and they had one of those uh, little sandboxes that shaped like a turtle. Oh, so it's no. like the green yeah, turtle yeah, yeah. with the, right, with the yeah. lid on it uh-huh. with no sand in it. So I would get in it, they'd put the lid on and they'd push it into the pool. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You idiots! <laughs> it was like no, because we were really. This is we were really like into like uh, uh, magic and stuff. So it was like it's an escape. Two D Two D D. Um, and yes, I discovered that you have to let it flood all the way, or you will not oh, be able to get that, out. That, that's a realization that is not exciting. My pa- my parents not were fun. not there, and their parents, I guess, were also not there. But yeah. God, I could have died like a lot, <laughs> but <laughs> but that's but I learned that's what childhood is I, for. I learned that uh, I learned that lesson about uh, allowing it to flood. So when MythBusters did that thing, I was like, oh yeah, I yeah, totally sure, learned that totally, with yeah. the sandbox. One last <laughs> thing on that one, Dane Cook of all people has a good joke of all things uh, about <laughs> Wait, about when you uh, dive off the diving board and you go underwater and then you come up and you're under a raft. <laughs> no greater panic than that. <laughs> ah, shit! <laughs> and he's like, John, your kid's in the way. I almost died. Move your kid. So Strange Days is on. Yep. Yes, it is. Yep. Still. Hour and 24 in. It's it's interesting because It's these, a long movie. The relationship between the two of them has a lot to do with his relationship with her kid, it seems like. But we don't really see that relationship. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it sounds movie. like it started because of that. But I bet you she just fucking then. hates her kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? You don't need to see the relationship. You know how she's gonna do with her kid. No, not her. Him and the kid is what I'm saying. Because oh, I, okay. I I don't know if I ever really kind of felt that that was. I mean, it, obviously, it just started because he was taking care of the kid. You know, and right. whatever went down went down, and you know, she came back from being a waitress. Um, and obviously, talk about someone who's clearly changed her career path. Um, Angela Bassett's character clearly has made some. You know, I'm a waitress, changes. but I'm thinking about being a badass. I'm instead. thinking about becoming a badass uh, warrior woman. Uh, I I don't know. Is it too late to get into that? Or uh, I is, think there's a summer a summer program. Is there a placement yeah, program? I'm taking, a, I'm, taking, I'm, you know, I'm taking badass classes at night. Yeah. Well, I'm betting that's how it happened because he's like yeah. she's 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 you know fully yeah. bonded security agent. I'm sure after what went down went down, she was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going badass. I work yeah. all day, and the Borders Books near me has this wonderful class on being a badass. And I just yeah. to okay. Take anyway, well. So now we talk about the movie because here we are in the scene. Now, she, if you're in sync with this, here is the scene where the camera's about to look at cleavage, which is like, wait, wait, wait. think about how that had to be done. Well, no, right, but yeah. but earlier there was the uh, there was the sex scene where he was the he was True. A, True a woman, yeah. and and it's looking straight past the breasts. And the so. rape scene too is also you know it looks down and does the uh, does the right the right. gear in the fanny pack. So yeah, this sequence here is the you know tour de force of uh, of the whole demonstration of yeah, this is what playback is like. I mean, just think about. I know it. where they are. It's that it's that first street bridge, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, looks that, like it. Or at least which one of those bridges? It's that same old bridge that you see in every movie. Fucking all bridges look the same, right? Am I right? Come on. Yeah. Hey. So no, uh, Rodney King, much? That. Yeah, a little Rodney King. Talk about Rodney King. Yeah, very much Rodney King. And it is. It's kind of the idea of. It's like as bad as the the end result of the you know the whole Rodney King situation was. Imagine if he was a famous black man. Yeah. So for for by the way, some of if they our, if, if they pulled Richard Pryor out. Some of our younger or or non-American listeners. What was Rodney King? Yeah. We keep talking about Rodney. Yeah, we keep King. talking about that Rodney yeah. King thing. Mm-hmm. Surely that's a trope. Um, Let me guess. It's a new grunge band from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rodney King. It's totally, totally underground. So you probably was, haven't heard I mean, of it. I mean, it was right around this time, so I was only aware of the riots, yeah. really, that came afterwards. But Trey, you so, were living here during that time. I was right? totally living here during that time. And that's why I can tell, when this movie came out like five years some later, you could totally see, like, yeah. Yeah, so basically, totally so, so it, just in case, for those who don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Trey, but, yeah. but from my recollection, it basically, this guy named Rodney King got pulled over um, at, a, at a traffic stop. Um, black the guy. Black, well, yeah. black guy named Rodney King got pulled over to traffic stop, and uh, one thing led to another, and the police beat the shit out of yeah. him. Fuck. Um, and yeah. he and it, it was, was on video. It was caught on video. Yes. And in, in, in years before YouTube, and when when people were just starting to have like video, yeah. I mean the fact that a and guy had started, a video camera, it got uh, yeah, it was like one of the early viral videos because it got yeah. around, yeah. and it was shown on the news and stuff like that. And there was a trial about this police brutality, and the the. Upshot of the trial was that uh, the the police were exonerated. They were yes. they they weren't uh, f- convicted or, or really like in trouble at all. I think that maybe they got a fine. They, I or think something. they got fired or suspended, okay. but they they didn't do any. They yeah, they didn't do any time. Of crime. And uh, the fact that they basically got away with it triggered the Los Angeles riots. Yes. Um. And uh, that you know, which went on for like three days. Yeah, that was that was quite a thing. And uh, and so it started, you know, downtown, uh, you know, down in uh, the Watts area and that kind of area on Martin Luther King Boulevard. As Chris Rock said, Martin Luther King stood for nonviolence. But any city that's got Martin Luther King Boulevard, that's where the violence is. Uh, it's weird how that works out. But, uh, violent, but uh, you know, they just started just looting and uh, it spread and spread. And so here, you know, I'm living in the suburbs at the time up in, uh, you know, Burbank area where we are now. But going, gee, I wonder how big this is going to get. 
<laughs> Should we evacuate? Should we head I'm going to buy a couple hills? things of spam and lock my door. Yeah. How long is this going to go on exactly? Check out this shot. Yeah. Not only is it still basically a winner, she's about to outrun a fucking train. Yeah. And I don't think it's a fake train. I think they had to yeah. get a train yeah. I think it's a back train. to one uh, and then roll on train starting now and, and time it out exactly right. just barely ahead of it. Like oh, my God. Shit. Flavin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't envy the cameraman. How long, uh, how long, for, how long for a reset? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for well, we got to we got to stop the train. Yeah. We got to back it up a mile. We, yeah. we got to start it again. Yeah, we got to play the entire scene again. And also, we uh, we got to get a new steady cam up down here because our last guy just got killed. Yeah, he lost a leg. <laughs> I'm afraid. Have you, have, yeah, have you seen those Wiley Coyote things? It was bad. Yeah, not good. But now so, upside, upside. Now we have two cameramans. <laughs> now wow. this is this is kind of a weird, and I feel like I have if if we're talking about the I can't believe it's not heroin or whatever. Um, I guess maybe maybe Dark City is sort of the same way with the with the memory implant, but okay. it's a weird thing where it's like there's this there's this thing and it's a drug surrogate and stuff like that, and then part of the lead into Act Three is to basically make the hero take the drug so right. that she understands what's going on you know right. it the the drug here becomes a good thing in uh -huh. this in this context yeah. because it makes her understand sure uh mickey was wikipedia it there was later a federal trial for those uh, cops and i think they got 30 months that's the then just like with oj it was a little it's, too it's late things where, yeah that's one of those things where go, los angeles now, was now they have the now they have the you know the civil rights trial which is different from yeah. the criminal trial it's like oh so we're gonna but say you know what the jail. best thing to come out of that whole thing was uh, there was a great Sublime song about it. <laughs> oh, that's good. And then they wrote a book entitled, If We Hit Him, Here's How It Happened. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, OJ. <laughs> I can't. Fucking, he came out with a book called If I... Or he was no, going to come was, out with a book called If I Did It. Here's How It Happened. Stop it. <laughs> I know. Stop it. Yeah. We're not, just, we don't think this is as funny as you. Yeah, that yeah. was the book. I thought that was pretty fucking... That is really like, like wow, really? Dark funny. Seriously? That was he dark killed two comedy. people. Yeah. He and killed got off. And yeah. then he got off, and, and there were still people, and, and I was even like, I don't know, because I didn't know enough of the facts. I'm like, I don't know, he could have he been innocent. But then he did that, and I'm like, oh, yeah. nope, that, that. And there's, there's that many people it. who believe that. What the does too far look like? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ta -da! There are many people who believe the real reason that OJ got off was Rodney King. Ah. Was, yeah. So we're going to send, you know, we, we almost lost the city yeah, last yeah, time. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, it's like sure. with all the tension that's built up around this. <laughs> but as Chris Rock said about gay, okay, Chris Rock is great for that. He's Chris Rock said, yeah, but see, we he's wouldn't. black, have, so he's allowed to. But he said, yeah, he said, he, he said, we wouldn't have, OJ hasn't been black since the Towering Inferno. So, you know, it's like, we don't, we, we don't count him as one of us. He's not one of us. He lives in Brentwood, for fuck's sake. There was a, I think it was a, I think it was a mad TV sketch where it was the, uh, what was it? The premise was they were basically, Races were claiming people that were multiple races, and like the black guys were stoked that they got Tiger Woods. It's like, oh fuck, he's one of us now. Yes, we got Tiger. And there were just people competing. It's like, you know, the what is it? What is it Ty, Ty, and black whatever. The other. Oh my God, the lizard like, killed him. Lost. The lizard. Yeah. Don't you move, lizard. Don't you move. We need to check the lizard's playback. <laughs> he's got lizard's got a little head on. Right on his head. It's like a little bottle cap. <laughs> Now see, there you go. There's the there's the next generation. It's like, okay, here, dude, we totally did a playback, and then we played it back into the dog, and the look on his face, man, was so awesome. It's like he almost understood finally what we're doing. I always feel bad when I see people put videos of like their dogs on ecstasy on YouTube, and it's like these little what? panicked That's puppies. Terrible, yeah. That are like they have no idea why there are laughing giants all around them. They have no explanation for their situation yeah. at all. And that's and that's a normal day for a puppy. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like don't make that any worse. Shit like that is is almost overwhelming for humans, but at least they can think through it. A dog doesn't know what's happening to it. Mm. You know that's terrible. A dog just starts seeing the bats. I'm angry <laughs> at the world that that would, those videos exist. Yeah. Now that you've told me, if you don't want to look at animal cruelty, but you yet. don't care about spiders spinning webs on weed and that kind of shit. What? That's science, science man. Seen, that's, that's science. That's science, science, and also fuck spiders. Fuck They're not spiders. mammals. Yeah. Fuck spiders. <laughs> They have eight legs. I'm better. This is dead in front. Exactly. Fuck spiders. <laughs> the more legs you have, the more you suck. That's my rule. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Seriously. Fuck, fuck millipedes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, those guys. Oh, those, those guys they really got, suck. They got to go. Basically, number of legs is like golf rules. Smaller is better. <laughs> okay. So here, as if uh, as if Sizemore hasn't you know been winging it, this is like... He's, he's like ready to go on stage with uh, you know at the at the groundlings with this with this line of work. He's like, so okay, here's the, um, all right. First of all, and, the, and it's beautiful because he he says all this without saying anything. Kaiser Sozaing. He he's using all this like he's again. I, I think tropes is appropriate here. He's sort of taking the shorthand of you know you know cops conspiracy. Do I have to paint you a picture? Yeah, I hello. Mean, come on. I heard something about a death squad. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but figure it out for yourself. We had a whole political campaign know. that was, wasn't was based on much more than that two years ago. You know, and, yeah, I just heard that he was something fishy. I'm just saying. I think it was Dr. Submarine who said we should start calling Mickey Mickeypedia, but this is a trope thing, not a wah, Wikipedia wah. thing, but this is cool. Speaking on that subject. There's a term called properly paranoid in reference to him <laughs> stating it's not a question of whether you're paranoid, it's whether or not you're paranoid enough. Sorry for the misquote. And properly paranoid means what? Uh, that, that, when, when you're conspiracy is it, is it on a trope spawned by this movie? Yeah. Oh, very good then. Properly paranoid, yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of the few times that I actually salute that. You know, it's like because... I'm so annoyed, and they're like, this is a vast conspiracy, and that crazy dude ranting on the street corner, he was right all along. I'm, that's a trope that I, that's got, that's, I'm, I'm ready to retire that one, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because it's like, no, the message of the crazy guy ranting on the street corner, he's crazy on the street corner for a reason. Yeah. We don't have to necessarily listen to that guy. Uh, they're they're doing flashbacks to it here, but when uh, old Jericho one takes a bullet in the head, and it's like e- shooting that even with a blank, I'm like, that's yeah, a really close that's shot. Ah! That's like a foot and a half from his head. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure he's we, aiming it behind the head and all that. I, I can't yeah. believe they, I can't believe they even went that far with it. I mean, that's scary as hell. Yeah, that's yeah. how that's how I, actors die. Yeah, I would be. Seems to me, I mean, we I could, you know we check it and we can we could single frame it. It seems like I, if it was me making that, I'd go, that has to be a visual effect. We're, mm-hmm. no, way, sure. no way we're going to do like a four-minute continuous take, and at the end, you're, you're going to have a live round, you know, blank round in your pocket the whole time. And at the end, you're going to whip, whip it out and shoot, and that's going to all be uh, – what could possibly happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't never do that as, well, as a yeah, director. But, so I'd say we're doing that as the flash as a visual effect. That's going to well, be an empty airsoft gun. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that, that's an easy call to make now, but in 95, that's not a call that you would make lightly. Yeah, but, basically, but, but, but they're doing digital crowds in this. One, one gun flash, I, I think guess they, they probably would say, as opposed to maybe pointing a guy and blowing a brain, guy's brains out, eh, I think we'll do an effect. So, but but production value, yeah. But we'd have to look at it because you know <laughs> we'd have to look at it because it's like we could, you know we could probably tell from the Maybe pixels. Maybe it is a visual. Yeah, well, no animals because you know, it'd be interactive light and so on. Right. And we have to you know and get, you know we could probably pretty easily tell. Like, looks, no, that's really happening. Real. They did it. No animals were harmed in the making of this movie, but two extras. <laughs> we could tell by the pixels. I watched a, a a very expensive and beautifully made, not very interesting movie called Night and Day the other night. Which um, the, the Tom uh, Cruise one, the Tom Cruise Cameron Diaz movie, which is like someone said, oh, it's really good, and it's like it's really well made, 
and everyone, everything about it is good, but I didn't find it in the least entertaining. But um, it was one of the, wow, that looks really expensive. But uh, there is a scene where they, and I, I watched, when I watched the, the movie itself, I said, well, there's no way they did that for real. And they did the making of, and son of a bitch, they did it for real. Is um, Cameron Diaz and, uh, and Tom Cruise on a motorcycle driving down this Pamplona during the running of the bulls. And it's like, of course, it was staged. It wasn't just like, oh, go out there and see what happens. But they were literally like r- driving a motorcycle amongst bulls wow. on the street. And, you know, I was like, even though it was controlled, I was like, son That's, of no, a no. bitch. I, w- I would never imagine yeah. that they would do that. <laughs> the, but- the thing is... Thing is, you say that, but that's not controlled. The yeah, bulls don't yeah, know it's right. controlled. No, that is not controlled. So I've heard though that Tom Cruise really likes doing stunts. No, like he does a, as much as Mission Impossible. The, the, whole the, thing making, the Impossible making of too. is more is because they actually show it. They actually show like, no, here he is, totally doing stuff. You can't believe it's actually. I don't Tom know. Cruise. Here, Tom, stand up. Yeah. No, stand up. He really does. Oh, I don't know how this they're allowed. Yeah. I don't know how they're allowed to do that. I don't know how John Woo was allowed like to an stick level? a knife right yeah. at his eye. Yeah. He really Mission did it. Impossible that 2. shot I know Impossible that. 2 where it's right in his eyeball, it was just chained up. Yeah, rig it was chained and he so had to... So it couldn't get down any farther. But, but you still, could still fuck that up. Yeah, you, know? you could still scratch the cornea or whatever. And, and yeah, how? Just, like you said, just on an insurance level... Who the fuck allows that? Even Tom Cruise. Especially Tom Cruise, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go... Yeah. Oof. And if I recall correctly, it's not even like it's an inch away. It's like it's it touches really, his eyelashes. Really yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oof. Is Michael Wincott just growling like crazy? Wait, was that the third one or the second? Was that, that was the, the second one? Oh, okay. The poor, first one was uh, first Iris one was De Palma. Second one was Wu. Third one was Abrams. Abrams. Yeah. So, and the fourth one is Bird. Brad Bird. Oh really? Oh, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. That's gonna be cool. Interesting. You mean the guy that made The Incredibles is doing a Mission Impossible flick? Yes. Sweet. You have my attention. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, this is relevant to my interests. <laughs> I would like to subscribe. To I your would like newsletter. to subscribe to your RSS feed. <laughs> so here's everyone again. Everyone's expositioning at each other at the speed of light here. But yeah. Who's telling the truth? Who the fuck? Yeah. Knows? Aren't they? Uh, yeah. Isn't half the exposition in this movie wrong? It's people <laughs> lying. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Talking about the unreliable narrator. This the entire cast is unreliable in this one. Except for Lenny, he's the most. He's, in the end, he's the he's the clearest headed of the bunch. But unfortunately, he doesn't know the whole story. Yeah, he's the one who doesn't know. Yeah. So, so, where's where's our buddy in from uh, from earlier without the legs? What? Oh, at the at the club. Here? Yeah, at the club. Are we at the club. At they the barged same, into his the little same cubicle, and he wasn't. Oh, that's right, and he wasn't there. He must have stepped out. because oh. <laughs> yeah, he has no like. Okay. If you were Brian, I would literally throw something at you. <laughs> no, seriously, he just ran off for a sec. I would just play. Shrey's just here to amuse himself. <laughs> well, you guys, you know, feel free to jump in any time and do a podcast. You're all good. You're all good. <laughs> yeah. You can carry it. Oh, no, you got it. Enjoy that. No, that didn't. That now. didn't do a legs thing. That joke doesn't really have any legs to it. No, what the fuck? So anyway, what is happening? <laughs> how do you do? Uh, how do you do extras costume design for this? Like anything just goes. Clearly in this scene, it's like, yeah. hey, you know that fetish outfit that you can't wear anywhere? Come be in our movie. You can be in this. Well, the nice thing is you're pretty much uh, – this This is as much an actual party as it is extras yeah. doing a movie. It's yeah. just oh, yeah. they're really doing There's it. There's a scene you know? in this movie, I think it's I think it's in here, where they literally just were at an Apex Twin concert filming. They were just like, well, we're going to do a giant thing. There's going to be 500 extras here all day. Let's bring a DJ up. 
the and, well, it was, the, and it was a thing. The the street party, literally, they threw a street party, and and had actual bands playing and and prizes and you know things to draw people in. And they keep them hanging around for nine. Exactly, hours. that's what you do. It's like, yeah. uh, and it's still in the end, it's like it's cheaper than if you paid everybody. It's like we're going to raffle off a car, which costs only fifty-seven thousand dollars compared to getting ten thousand extras. That's a deal. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, you know. the other thing too is like in the credits, um, they actually cite the lighting in the party scenes by a specific company, which I take to mean it's just a party lighting company. Yeah, exactly. They, they do venue light parties, and so they just got them for these. I one of this uh, this this struck me uh, is the first of all it reads much better, but then I also am thinking practically is like because this confetti is raining down for the any street scene for the rest of the movie. This confetti is coming. Yes, down. nonstop. Yeah, and, and but it, look how it's they're actually these gigantic like cookie sized confettis, and I'm thinking so much easier to clean up than right. actual confetti and even reuse. Yeah. You know, it's why like, is it easy? Reset, to clean up? scoop because it. it's not like dust; it's big pieces of oh, paper. Yeah. yeah, you can take handfuls of it yeah. and just you can clean it up it with a rake. And, you know, yeah. and just like literally, like leave. Which I'm sure was a, was a problem I'm because sure after two takes, it's you're yeah. you're on a, a sea of this stuff. Yes, yeah. I think exactly. I told the story last I'm, time. I'm, we recorded thinking this. That, I'm thinking they like clean it up and then they take it back in bags. The PA's take it back, back up to the, the top of the skyscrapers, but now it's got gravel in it, so they're like, "Hey, with the quit the with the <laughs> throwing the soiled confetti back on." I think you. I told the story the last time we recorded the Strange Days commentary, but there was a music video I worked on, and you can find it YouTube Captain Bum Out. I also did. Uh, Majority of the visual effects. Bum out. Uh, Bum out. B u m o u t. Oh, I've always read it wrong. <laughs> Wasn't Just that your nickname in high so school? Because yeah, M looks yeah. like R N kind yeah. of. Anyway. Wasn't that? <laughs> but there's a scene in a hall uh, where it's a, a bunch of extras at a party in a hall. Actually, it's in a club, and there's confetti raining down. And the way we did that, Matt Fedeveda was actually part of that shoot. He was an extra. He's in those shots, and at the back of the crowd in this Just hall. It. No, that's what, the, at the back of the crowd in the hall. We didn't have a budget at all. We just got like a little bag or two of confetti, like a you know. Like a brick-sized bag of confetti. And we just had people in the back, because everyone was sort of like, raise the roof, raise the roof, kind of doing that sort of move. And in the back, the back three people in the crowd were just taking confetti and just raise the roof, throw, <laughs> raise the roof, raise, throw, raise the yeah. roof. And then Matt's in the back holding a bag of confetti behind his back. And people are like, raise the roof, reach behind Matt, raise the roof, throw. <laughs> Whatever it's like, works. all right, production value. Man. And if you look, if you watch that video, you can actually, if you pay attention, just see confetti coming out of hands. Oh, mystery solved. Filmmaking is easy. Totally is. This is my favorite part. It's real time. Time to get real. Just get real. She's edging into into Michael Wincott territory there, but I. She, I'm buying. <laughs> She's acting. making it work. She's making it work. Acting, acting. Right, yeah, right, right on the edge, but she's making it work. That's how Mace got her groove back. This is this is definitely the uh, the moment where you kind of if if you're familiar with. James Cameron's writing. This is the moment where it's like, oh, here he comes, the the speech, <laughs> the speech moment here. That's Jim. That's little monologue. Yeah, yeah. It's like Jim. Jim Cameron sticks his head out. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey. Jim Cameron here. A moment, the moment where she says, "These are used emotions. It's time to trade him in." I'm like, there he is. There's Jim. There's Jim Cameron. <laughs> Jim, step out for a yeah. second. Wait, come on, we know it's you back come there. Come take a bow. Come around, take a bow. Good work. There. there he is. You crafted. You don't know what it is to create a life. Yeah. To create, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was yeah. Good, Jim, how you doing? <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. You yeah. just those are moments you feel it's like it's almost like oh she's been waiting to say this. They for a killed long their mother. Yeah. They're coming, come again. Yeah. yeah, Jim, come on now, take a bow. Right. <laughs> but he usually restricts himself to like one key moment. Yes, he doesn't yes. like. I agree. I agree. He doesn't like turn it into like a lifetime movie and like oh god another fucking speech Jesus. He he, he sort of just allows that. Comes comes right about here in the story, where it's kind of like okay, everything up to this point, 
here's what this that's been about, mm-hmm. and here's the direction we're going to head for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Everybody clear? And go. Put a little point on it. Yeah. yeah. And bring it back to an emotional, you know, a core with an emotional thing to it, which is good. You know, the... And there's Rafe, just like, damn, dude, seriously, dump that chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, she's a loser. She's she's really, she's a mess. You're not going to be able to fix that. Just get the crazy eyes, man. Come on. Here's And and here's the amazing part is that they both, they, they both convince each other of their points of view in this scene. True. Like, she, she convinces him, like... You really should let her go, and he's like, "Yeah, you're totally right, but I can." And she's like, "Oh yeah, you're totally right." <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. And at the same time, I I was you know what I always read out of it as well is like she's like you know without them saying it, and you know again good for Jim for you know, but you know without them saying it, she's like, "You idiot, I love you." Yeah. And he goes, "I know, I yeah. know, it sucks, I know that, but yeah. still, I have a problem." Yeah, you know, and they're like, "Yeah, boy, this is messed up." Well, let's so, go. Let's, <laughs> let's go, go save her. Let's roll out. So many searchlights. Those are probably a good number of those. Are I bet a couple added. of them. I bet they all are digital, but look at all the, of them. Yeah, trying the fireworks as well, and then of course the crowds here. So, yeah. talk about uh, you know 3D tracking back in. Yeah, uh, you know <laughs> this must have been a nightmare. I mean, '93. They were like, "What? Moving the camera? Yeah. You can't put dinosaurs there's, on yeah. it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. cam shots. Literally, they're sitting around like digital domain, going, "Oh, the fuck, we're gonna do that? Oh my god, we can't possibly." Big well, shot. They, they were probably sitting around a digital domain going, you can just use this as is, right? You don't need the spotlights or anything. All right, all right. Okay. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get them, I think. We but... could just add crowds and call it done. All right. Yeah. Well, once we've tracked it, though, who know, you know, we might as well. So what the hell? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Hey, you lost the two there, man. Go yeah, find your buddy. No, 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 go again. Uh, everybody, K, everybody. K, K. <laughs> yeah. K2. Wait, wait. K2. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Uh oh, that doesn't Wrong work so movie, well. buddy. Everybody hey, the K's—they need to separate. They get those yeah. guys yeah. away from each other. <laughs> it is, uh, you see all these, you know, National Guard guys just hanging out like assholes. That's a trope, Mickey. <laughs> it is. It's called crapsack world, such as like in Night of the Living Dead, where the world is just absolutely insane, but everyone seems to accept. Fuck it, there's zombies everywhere. Idiocracy. Everything has gone to shit, but everyone accepts it. It is a crapsack world. And that's mm. people as, are like, oh, there's national guard. As guys, typified whatever. by just being that's you seeing clusters of uh, clusters of national guardmen. Yeah, we, actually, I've been there. It's called Mexico. <laughs> it's uh-huh. like guys walking How down do the you street. Say crap sack world say, in Spanish. When you say Ensenada. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, literally. That's where my, that's where my family. When you see from, five so. guys, in, you see five guys in paramilitary garb walking down the street with open submachine guns. Those are the cops. Actually, that's all. Yeah, actually, the further you get away from the border, the less crap sack Mexico. Becomes, true, it's true. Ensenada mm. mm-hmm. is just so full of Americans. It's yeah, a exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. It's a, it's. That Ensenada is where the Americans can go and yeah. no longer have to abide by American law. Ensenada, so that's why that's Ensenada is the Australia of California. Yeah, exactly. That's where we send our worst people. <laughs> you you go across the border and drink. And the Mexicans are like, thanks. Oh, thanks Tijuana, really. no, you're thinking we're thinking. Tijuana, Tijuana, Tijuana and Ensenada. Yeah, yeah. Ensenada is slightly better. Tijuana yeah. is the worst. I wish Ensenada I is was only slightly in farther south. Tijuana eating barbecued iguana. That sounds gross. Yeah. 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 Ah, probably all tastes like I'm, I'm impressed that you're literally quoting something that's, I think, I think predates your birth. Most of the things are like predate my birth. Yeah. Wall of voodoo, man. Oh! Stan Ridgeway, wall of voodoo, represent. 
So does anyone recall exactly when people started to get freaked out about the computer Y2K Remember Office Space? That was 98, wasn't it? Or 99, I guess. But they were talking about that. It was, it was, it was something the they brought before. up in that. Yeah. So, I mean, it must have been I mean, at least a couple years well, before then. Well, that's the kind of thing where I'm sure the computer engineers were trying to get people's attention <laughs> yeah. since, like, and 81. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attention. Yeah. And no one was paying attention until 97. Guys, world like, can what? end. Yeah. There's, there's, there's that guy who, like, in 78 goes, you sure we shouldn't make this four, di- four digits? <laughs> no, we're all going to be dead I mean, by just picture, like, 30 years from now. Yeah, whatever. Stan, Jesus Christ. If, if, we don't have that kind of memory. If we're, <laughs> if we're still on these computer systems <laughs> yeah. by then, yeah. we should be ashamed of ourselves. Uh, this brings us to the present. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Cut to. No. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> what do you mean the reactor runs on what? Yeah. <laughs> you mean it's down there and we haven't in 30 years? Okay. Hmm. Okay. One of the key things that made it sort of watching this movie for the first time and going, what? how did I never even hear about this is just a lot of the stuff. It's not happening on screen as we speak, but how huge this ending is in terms of just like it's it's a huge shut down street and zillions of people and confetti flying everywhere i'm like i, I can i can't yeah. help it especially watching older movies like this that actually did things i'm like how expensive that was <laughs> yeah. it's like this is huge you know and i uh, i as a, you know i just think about directing shots like that and i'm just like yeah i'd be i'd be like Hey everybody! Okay, so if all ten thousand of you could just go over there, <laughs> no, that's why. That's why at that point you have a first AD. That's what the AD team is for, yeah, with a bullhorn, and you exactly. have a, you have an expanded AD team for a scene like that. The yeah. most amazing thing that I've seen recently on that, and you and you just sit in your little video village, yeah, just like, you're like I'm too much of a genius. I to need go out and I speak need five thousand more people back in the back yeah. there. Um, also, the, I'm terrified. Of the them. most amazing thing, and more recently than you would think, is. Um, the traffic jabs, traffic jam scene in Deep Impact, which there's a making of if you get that video DVD, DVD which I actually have. Mm. Um, there's this, you remember this, the, the, at the very climax when the, there's this big traffic jam and Elijah Woods somehow finds his girlfriend in the middle of this massive traffic jam, not even knowing Dude, that that's where find she my would be. Sister after her graduation. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Anyway, that so was not the apocalypse. Amazing shot of a traffic jam that goes all the way to the horizon line, uh-huh. completely real, not one speck of digital. And uh, and there's a making of that's like, wow, that's wow. pretty amazing that they pulled that off. Hmm. Um, I don't recall. In Deep Impact, did they have both lanes of traffic open? So uh, people could be driving away on I both think sides. They, well, they only had they they, had, they did in a sense because the. Not to give it away, but the making of – they actually had a stretch of highway that had been completed but was not in use yet. Ah, yeah. And they made a thing of it. Perfect. And so, like, you'll see, like, these – and, and they, it was genius how they set it up. And it was all about the logistics of how we do it. And they said, look, you know, pack your car. Make it look like you're evacuating. You know, if you put, you know, bird cages and shit in the back, that's great. You know, we love it. Um, but then you see, like, these semis and these trucks – that's where the craft service is. That's where the chilled water is. Oh, that's where they're ah. buried in, you know, and and and, and, and they broadcast on, on, like on to the AM radio. Nice. So they could direct the entire crowd that at the same is, time. Okay, everyone. Uh, it is, it's pretty get impressive. Get the bathroom. We're going to go back to shooting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Here's something that we all forgot about. I'll just bring it back up just to remind you that people are insane. Remember for Matrix Reloaded? They built a highway for that yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. I was watching Reloaded again last week to see if it's if it holds up at all, if, it, if it's gotten better since all that. No, no, getting worse. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, they yeah. built a fucking highway for Matrix Reloaded. Well, they built they, like a quarter mile of highway. They yeah, they're a like, loop. Yeah, sure. but I mean, to to be fair, I totally buy that they were, especially you know, watching all the stuff that they did. They were like, that was cheaper than trying to shut yeah. down a real one. Absolutely, I can believe that. I yeah. believe that. I can believe yeah, that. Yeah, so that makes sense <clears> to me. 
when you see uh, if you watch speaking of the Matrix Reloaded, there's one of the twins yeah. there. Yeah, look at <laughs> if you if you watch um, uh, of all things, the other one is behind you. Yeah, she's gonna appear any second. If you watch uh, Chips, and and who doesn't watch Chips now, a days? But um, you'll notice that every time, like from you know Hollywood Boulevard, they turn onto the freeway, and next thing you know, they're on the two ten. Um, because in, in those days, you could get on the 210 because no one lived up there. The 210 was this new freeway where nobody lived. So you actually could get a freeway for a television show. And, and frankly, then, we do keep trying to burn that area back down. We absolutely do. It's a place where no one should live. But the, the, the 210 is pretty well like abandoned even still. Yeah, it's, it's always open, but it's also like five lanes wide exactly. yeah, for some reason. It's like it's the, it's one of the, the first freeway in L.A. history that they said, we should actually think – Expansion even beyond our wildest fucking yeah. dreams, yeah. and it just hasn't actually occurred in the two ten. But it's it's it'll pay know. off in twenty years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally, they'll be happy they did in twenty years. It's much more scenic. Yeah, once once too. once yeah. the beach is underwater, yeah. everyone will have moved up there. Unlike the four hundred five, where they're like, we have to widen it again. Oh, God. how are you, uh, Montana listeners, enjoying this conversation? By the way, are we hey, Montana about listeners, did you know that <laughs> Montana people are fascinated by L.A. <laughs> All Every, those people in uh, Montana are very interested to know that they're going to close down the 405 for a weekend in a couple weeks. Yeah. That'll be fun. Mickey yeah. gave me the you finger. Wanna, you want to talk about uh, the L.A. riots? We're going to yeah. get some of those again. Exactly. Seriously, just, just stay home. Buy some canned food, for God's sake, yeah. and just stay in your don't houses, go out. L.A. people. You don't have to travel 20 miles every day. Call in sick. It's a weekend. Why do you even have to? <laughs> just, just chill. <laughs> what did that sign say at the movie Feliz theater? Navidad. Oh, okay. I saw Nazi, I thought. I read that. Yeah. What? No. Like, Wait, what? Was that like an Easter egg? Felix Nazi? What? Felix Nazi, <laughs> Felix Nazi Dad. It's a Disney movie. Felix Nazi Dad. Yeah. Vin Diesel will star in that one. <laughs> Guaranteed. I have a Nazi dad. Whoever's, but it's whoever's, funny. It's funny. Who's the, uh, who's, who's the big uh, up-and-coming action star right now that's, that, that'll be their fall from grace? <laughs> Chloe Moretz. <laughs> No, it's like all the all the hardcore Wait, hold like on. The Rock probably. Felix Felix the, the Rock's, Dan. The Rock's sorry, Chloe Moretz. The Rock isn't the at one Van Damme level yet. Get the Rock's phone. the one that that's there now who's like on his way Bradley up? Cooper maybe, I don't know. Not Bradley Cooper. Yeah, maybe not for action. Buff. I don't think. He keeps in the Somebody he, from the But like he can't stop running around. Really. It's 18. always it's always, you know, Schwarzenegger gets in get, does twins, Stallone does whatever the hell he wound up doing some family movie. Uh Judge Dredd. Uh no. Uh <laughs> yeah. and you know, that's just what happens. You you're the super badass action star, and then you do, you family do the family movie. the family movie. This is a cool Jackie way to Chan this is a cool way to too. echo yeah. two Sadly. scenes that take place at different points on the timeline at once. It's I just like the I'm glad that they came up with this idea and are playing with it. Yeah, where he's yeah, yeah. he's like turning yeah. around watching things happen in the room an hour ago. Yeah, it's, see, he's, he can't really help. He just has to watch it. Yeah. You get to yeah. the end room. And trying to figure out where all this went and uh, trying to get there as soon as possible, not waiting in real time to see what happened. Trying to find are they here still? Yeah, it's a weird twist, and and it, the only other movie that I've seen that did it and did it, of course, did it in a car chase. Another yeah, is, um, you know what I'm going with this is, uh, is deja vu, mm-hmm. which is like okay, that was quite something. Yeah, that they managed to make that that you can actually go okay, I get what's going yeah. on, and oh my god, I didn't think I yeah. didn't think deja vu as a movie was great, but that's like the best car chase I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So the idea awesome. of that is is wow. And, that's like and, that scene was like that's the reason to make that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I I would if I read the if I had the uh, was an executive and yeah. I read that yeah, script that's, oh, like there it is I'm greenlighting it green for lit. that yeah, I'm exactly. not even going to finish the script because I don't care and it's I all, just want you to make that scene and it's all the scene that scene comes together right at the beginning when Denzel Washington they they, they, they hang a lantern on it so beautifully because Denzel Washington's got this fucking Doc Brown headset on driving this SUV it's, a, it's one of those director moments where you kind of no Denzel it's totally going to work it really will I promise you it's going to work. Um, but he has that one moment where he puts it on, and he goes, okay, this is trippy. And he just sort of reacts to, like, 
ah, wow, this is getting my brain around what's happening right now. If you haven't seen Deja Vu, um, it's uh, it's a Tony Scott film that uh, is actually one of is okay, and I've never been a fan of Tony Scott, but uh, I like his brother. But uh, mm-hmm. Deja Vu is good, and actually, I just saw recently Unstoppable Tony Scott. I did Tony Scott. Actually. I thought you loved Colors and Sounds. <laughs> yeah, not all at once. Not yeah, all of them yeah, at once. Yeah. <laughs> what do you get? White and noise. Yeah, I like I like slow and smoke. I like his dad. I like his brother's things. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like people who move very slowly through smoke. I watched Unstoppable as well recently, and, and I was it's... like, the first word that came to mind for a lot of that was overindulgent. Yeah, but you know? but I was like, well, when they, the spinning camera around the cab, they're <laughs> trying to make a dialogue scene between two guys in the cab of a train. Right. By spinning the camera at high speed around them is a bit much. But I was blown away by what they managed to talk about getting a train back to one. They, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. did some amazing stuff in that oh, movie. Yeah. So, so, yeah, this scene is like, uh, yeah, messed up. Well, and it, but it's you know the the dark mirror of the previous scene, yeah. Which he he keeps reliving, you know, sex with this chick, yeah. And now he's doing yeah, exactly. it again, but he in gets a completely so different context. Happy ending. He got to have sex with her one last time. Yeah. But uh, but then it's like, oh, and now I'm my best friend. Sick. Yeah. Twisted. Wait, she's she's having sex with my best friend, and it's me, and she and likes I'm, it, Whoa. and I like it. And Hello. What's happening? Does this make yeah. me gay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a good question. I'm sure that question would come up. Dude, if you have playback of a homosexual encounter, does that make you gay? I would think if you were not, you, that this would want no, a No, I think that just means but, you like to party. Yeah. But another, a further exploration of the idea is you'd, you'd have people who are normal who have to, for whatever reason, they go through and live like cops or something, you know, who would look at murders and then like murders because you experience yeah. liking it. And then they just get sort of, you know, yeah, that's corrupted. The, the manhunter thing. It's like, yeah, you get inside that guy's head and suddenly yeah, you can't but, stop. But except and, literally here, yeah. you know. Yeah, quite literally. I wonder how many takes they did, and if this was the most extreme one, where it's just like, all right, we're going to yeah, do one yeah. more, where that it's just, really just going to chip your yeah, teeth with this Yeah, I'm just prop. like, I hope that's a rubber gun. I hope that's a rubber gun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just scares the crap out of me. With a gun in your mouth, you speak only in vowels. Yeah. I like how he's just twisting it around, like, yeah. "Hey, ah. like that, huh?" No, watching uh, watching a gay thing on your squid doesn't make you gay. That makes you gay. <laughs> put, put, putting a gun in the guy's just jam mouth. that in his fucking. Mouth. You yeah. love that shit, don't you? <laughs> you? Yeah, you love it. You probably love this, huh? That's how that always goes. <laughs> it's like a guy's okay. ripping another guy. It's like you probably love this, don't you, fag? <laughs> yeah. well, one of us clearly does. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, the boys don't cry. Yeah, let's bring that up. <laughs> let's go there now. Let's just sprinkle some good mood. Yeah, just bring it's it. Just up. to lighten things a little bit. I do believe in fairies. Man, they really, they really played the hell with that, uh, with that mirror there. Yeah, I, I know. It's like, how yeah. did that work? It's like, I mean, I mean th- that that previous shot, and then all the this one. And then all the stuff with the uh, the you know the Steadicam perspective. Like this shot's weird because it's like it's shooting it in the mirror, but it's on the crack. But the crack is out of focus, right. so it's like a feathered double image. That's like it doesn't make sense to you when you look at it. <laughs> yeah, it was confusing the first time I saw it, and then I was like, well, I mean, not confusing enough to pull you out of it because it's like he's there and acting. Yeah, and visually, you're like, what's going on? It's like, what? Where are we? I've seen I've seen that 
that double image thing show up in a lot of movies that it where it's less motivated than it is here. Recently, really recently. This uh, I love this because often you'll get it's it's a trope. We don't even have to bring up that it's a trope. It's a trope that he'll he'll monologue at you and explain his whole plot. But I like the way it's handled here because it's more like, dude, before I kill you, you've got to hear this. This is great. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. I know, I know, I I've been fucking your girlfriend and I'm gonna kill you and I've ruined your life. But yeah. you're gonna appreciate this. But seriously, Give me one you're the only one who will get this, and I have to tell you. That actually leads me to my uh, favorite trope so far, which is the gambit pileup, uh, <laughs> which is where everybody's half-assed schemes that they all have running independently are all piling together and creating some sort of huge clusterfuck disaster. <laughs> and this is something you would see in, say, Reservoir Dogs, Usual Suspects, etc. The Prestige. We <laughs> have the Prestige. is a good one. So. Prestige? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. In a big way. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Took me a second. I was like, what happened to the Everybody's prestige? Everybody's messed up life just collides and becomes I, a big I remember David Bowie being a Tesla, up. having lightning, being happy with that. Yeah. Oh, and then everyone died. That's right. right. Everyone died By the way, there's they... spoilers for the Prestige in about five seconds ago. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry retroactively. In the playback, you'll get it. Now, we... Statue of Limitations is up on now, the Now, because this is such a, you know, an expo dump... It's like they're literally they're literally like employing this cutting style where they're like cutting from close up to close up to close up to close up in this kind of like arbitrary way just to like I think I think just to have something happening on screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're just it's going yeah, yeah. to be a long freaking monologue and it's going to go on forever. Um, and it's even it's it's almost getting to the point where it's being like self-satire where it's like it cut to different angles of Tom Sizemore like yeah. Duh, 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 <laughs> yeah. Duh. like <laughs> yeah. It's going right above his forehead, looking down. Yeah, yeah. they got one that goes up his nose. I'm just glad a movie finally like... understands that I want to see every side of Tom Sizemore at once. <laughs> yeah, no. If there was a way to some, it, it's it's an early attempt to create a, a 3D simulation, basically. If you orbit around him fast enough, then it feels like you're looking at him in 3D. Oh my god, that's like those th- those attempted 3D things where it just flashes really quickly back and forth between <laughs> yeah. the two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate frames. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> so these distorted, you know, ultra, you know, big wide close-ups and this, and revisiting the scene. I mean, this is you know where you can see the the design work of the movie, where you're revisiting scenes, but now it's been shot through this other sort of dreamlike. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, much better than just showing the same thing you already yeah, watched exactly. again. Remember when I said that? You know, again, it's all about remember what I said and what I actually this said. Guy and named what Redfoot. I, didn't say. I mean, orca fat. <laughs> yeah, orca fat. I mean, gravitational field. Seriously. I think what makes it kind of work for me is uh, just sort of the satisfaction, you know, twisted and just plain satisfaction, (laughs) as well as just his enjoyment. Plain and extra crispy satisfaction. Yeah, it just in telling him makes this whole thing kind of work more than a lot of movies where it's just like, well, here you are. I'm going to seriously explain to you everything that happened. I think think ultimately, you know, the Hanging Lantern, it's Hanging Lantern on what the motivation for the villainous monologue always is. You know, the the villainous like, yeah. l- listen, someone has to appreciate how fucking clever this yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the problem is usually it's the screenwriter telling the audience, "Look how clever I was. Yeah. Look, you see what I did." That's what's happening there. It's like a Mary, it's like a fucked up Mary Sue where it's like he's explaining the whole plot for the writer. So the writer's like, "Ah, you see, fucking this guy <laughs> yeah, right here uh, yeah. came up with all that shit." So yeah, Sizemore is like, you know, he. He he literally says, "I who else is going to appreciate this? I, yeah. You're the one I kind of talk to." It is kind of the 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 Joker Batman kind of a thing. It's like again, I don't do you, buy her with him at all. I just that's the one thing I kind of have a <laughs> yeah. hard time with. Right? It's like you know what? 
But she isn't. What she, is the attraction for her there? She's a hot rocker chick, and he's a big burly security guard. Guy. And that's and that's you know, that's not so much the problem for me. But the, the they've established, and maybe maybe it's supposedly that no, no, she was never that way. But they've established that she's a opportunist. I mean, you know, she was a she was a street kid when Lenny picked her up, and so obviously Lenny's a step up from that. But then when she, however she hooked up with Milo, you know, she's looking to she's looking to like make something of herself. How does Max take her to the next step that she isn't already? at you know how does max an improvement right yeah. if that's supposed to be what she is that she's a, yeah you know. I th- I isn't maybe it has something to do with her still trying to protect lenny by by trying to create like a buffer zone could be or or the fact that you know, that or, she, or the fact that she's there so she could try to you know do something they, like like she is right now and they she does start to they do she does express like she's starting to believe that She's not actually ever going to get her real big break, you know. Even though she's dating the music promoter guy, well, yeah, I, she, I, that he's not actually going to. I'm going to make you a star. That he's, you know, I'm just going to be his, his abused girlfriend. So maybe it is time to trade up again. Yeah, I mean, and, I think and, also like in that scene in the beginning where she was talking about, it, she's like, "Well, he's got his uses, you know. She, he could give me the big break." I think that's all just BS that she was giving yeah, for Lenny because it's not actually happening. Yeah, he's just she's, she's just a trophy, and yeah, exactly. And she knows that I think. She's wearing the most clothes that she ever will in the entire movie here. <laughs> this is, this, and this is a brutal scene. This is one of those brutal scenes, too. It's oh, like yeah, with right. The, with sure. the, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Nasty. On the edge of the glass there. Yeah, that's nasty. He gets, he gets the thing in the shoulder here in a second, that's true. doesn't he? And that's, but what, it's, that's what real fighting is like. You know? It's like real fighting is like, I'm going to grab this thing. I'm going to hit you with it however I can hit wow. you. Wow. That, was, that was quite a flare on that yeah. nice little bow. Ping. Had everything but a glint, you know, ting. No, that was a, that was like an explosion of what? a glint on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just <laughs> ching. So now we didn't mention, this, by the way, the Bonaventure. Uh, this is all happening at the Bonaventure. And it's so wonderfully, to me, crazy retro that they're doing it at the Bonaventure. Because the Bonaventure you see in every 70s television series. There should be a trope about the Bonaventure. Because in the, in the 70s and early 80s, um, when the Bonaventure was new, the, uh, you know, a shot of the Bonaventure meant the future, because oh, right, it's this right. big round glass building. Uh-huh. So you see it in the Buck Rogers show, and you saw every science fiction TV show. They shot at the Bonaventure because it was the future. Um, that and- is an insane shot. How did they do that shot? The one where it's like down, the big, showing the him big falling. wide one. I yeah. think they did that for real, and he was probably just actually tethered to right, the balcony right. or something. But these close-ups, there's a wire are, drop. Yeah. These the, close-ups are probably uh, they're, uh, they're a little cheesy because they don't have enough. They, yeah, it would be really out of focus back there. And this you can yeah. never hold focus like that, really. Not on a telephoto shot like that. It's so long lens, but. And this trope is called hoist by your own petard. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Very obvious reasons. Oop, you see uh, the cable there. He was falling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the Sweeney Todd at the end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, it, to me, it's like kind of the uh, more the opposite is the uh, it's the the uh, the main character who has been obsessing over his ties the entire time sacrifices his beloved tie. <laughs> you know that the, one of the first things Max says they I call think it is, ultimate sacrifice. One of the first thing Max says to him is something like "Hey, nice tie," you know, or whatever like that. That yeah. he's yeah. you know, so he makes a comment about his ties. So this is uh, a way to tie it together if oh, you will. oh. with the <laughs> would, i did it again because i another leg thing i'm in court oh <laughs> no 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 that joke doesn't have legs well, with oh. the tea jeez anyway so so now here we are so after all that so it's like oh yeah so well wait a minute that I means that, that, that means that killing max didn't actually solve any of right. the problems that they've been dealing with for the entire movie mm-hmm. those still well, have to be then, dealt with yeah now that now, watching this uh, the first time because there's all these video screens and stuff like that, 
I totally thought that what was going to happen was the the footage of the guy being assassinated was going to be played back on those screens for everyone to see. It right. does seem and like that's yeah. what what you know would lead to the the riot. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, no, it's just privately viewed by the senator, and uh, he arrests the uh, the cops. The end. <laughs> I recall the so. last time we talked about this. Ryan had a problem with the scale of the ending. Yeah, and that it seemed like well, that's. I was expecting, like, the world to change. It, it is really set up for, like, exactly what you were talking about, Mike, which is, like, you know, y- you feel like you've got everyone here in one place and you've got the big screens. Like, you're going to do something that everyone will see and then change the world because, you know, you're not supposed to really like the future that we're in. I think it, it, it's almost like it's designed for you to want there to be, like, a giant, like, almost global right. change. It's it's, it's the year 2000. It's it's a new millennium. It's ultimately going to be about fixing this. Right. Well, or, or, yeah, I, I mean... Maybe you would have needed you. You might have. Oh, it's funny because we're we're about to do it. Almost like a V for Vendetta. Exactly. Thing. I was going to say. Right. Where where it's, yeah. It's the yeah, ending that V for Vendetta did. In the this movie is yeah. the, the story. Sorry. Where they, it's built to be a bad situation that someone fixes, and you're watching that happen. It's built to be a thing that that you know that there's uh, police corruption and all of that stuff, and then the the end ultimately leads to a revolution of the people. You know, having enough. And deciding on on taking you know taking their future back into their own hands, that's but that's not what actually happens here. They just yeah. have a riot, and then the two guys who started it get arrested, and everyone's like, "All right, well, I guess we won't riot anymore." It, it feels like it's so ready to just explode outward in a big way, and it really just ties itself up in the smallest way possible. I yeah, you, yeah, know, I, you know I I have to say though that I, again, the tone of the time is. Uh, Maybe has something to do with it, but but watching it for me, it's like we're probably, for, for me, probably it's a happy it's ending because when you see this happen and the touchstone, and, and you go, oh fuck, it's gonna go, it's gonna fucking go. Well, nothing's gonna get solved by having L.A. destroyed in a riot. That's not actually a solution to any That's problem true. either. As much as V for Vendetta would like us to make us think that anarchy is the is the answer, um, I don't actually personally think anarchy is the answer. Well, either. I don't I don't think but, the movie uh, thinks so either. The the book does, but the movie yeah. doesn't. But the, but, we'll uh, but, yeah, but yeah, this yeah, movie, yeah. this movie, uh, I think this movie kind of takes the in the end, it takes the somewhat cynical and somewhat realistic approach of no you you really can't let that information out mm-hmm. it actually you know that information can you know it's not like people go yes we'll think seriously about the no they're gonna burn the city to the ground if that gets out and that's what's gonna happen but the idea is it gives you that little glimmer of hope where it's like well but the police commissioner at least this incident has been dealt with the police commissioner knows what's up um, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think the message in the end is especially that little tag at the end where it says January 1st, you know, 2000 as there is like they made it. That's all the, the, right. the, the victory yeah, is that they right. lived through this. Yeah, exactly. The main characters actually survived this bullshit. Probably probably what I'm experiencing about the anticipation of it blowing wide open is actually more designed to be a threat by the movie. It's like this is this is yeah. this is the ticking bomb that's going to go off. And, and the good ending is that it doesn't go off. It which, literally is that the happy you know, ending. Yeah, they is diffuse it. the bomb they in the, the last bomb. couple seconds. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I yeah. do love it's a very gripping moment whenever it happens. I, also, the, the moment the crowd turns on the small people that are in charge, like all yeah. of it's like, oh, that's cool. They're like, wait, there's more of us. I also like the bit you were talking about the confetti. There's like just this little carpet of confetti around the main <laughs> actors <laughs> and nowhere else. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, like like you said, they're these giant friggin' like you know they're they're the size of Chips Ahoy cookies. They're not <laughs> yeah. they're not just right. confetti. Which just makes so much sense when you think about it for so many reasons. Also, it probably is, is, is good. The deeper stuff, you still see them as individual things, yeah. whereas it just turns into, like, clouds. They stay in the air finer. longer. They're easier to clean up. True, They're easier yeah. to make. 
you know, it's it's genius. It's like having thicker, chubby rain. You <laughs> chubby know, rain, as, as they say in the sequels. Movie rain. And then the cops come in, and you kind of go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> you know, this, this movie is actually going for this. That it's just going to be about the end of civilization as we know it. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, then it just as it's about to tip, then they. God, they like how many days in. of filming was all this stuff? I, I just, mean, it, it's been like ten minutes out here, and you know. Oh, yeah, I guess that is huge. kind of the cynical view where it's like, yeah, civilization is kind of not telling each other everything. Civilization is secrecy at a certain point. <laughs> it actually is. It's, it's a thing that, you know, you don't put in a movie because, again, a mainstream movie wants to tell you what you want to believe and, and an independent movie wants to you know, cool shot. bring you the, uh, bring you the, the bad the news. Anyone who knows the history of our founding fathers know that the founding fathers took one look at the actual face of America and said, smart people have got to get this shit under control. Yeah. We have got to get these rabble some kind of structure, or they're going to just eat themselves. They'll eat so, each other. So I yes. found you a real big fish, CD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you know, I know how much you like ska. Government is. I all, got you this. Government exists so that preferably people who are better at things can take care of the people who aren't good at anything, which is most of us. Uh, so it's kind of like. Now, it, it all depends on that. There's, there's nothing wrong with that theory. It's all the practice that's yeah. either good or bad. Strickland? Didn't that guy ever have? Oh, there it is. <laughs> he had hair. That's when Strickland had hair. Isn't Strickland also the name of uh, where Hank Hill works, Strickland Propane? I believe it is. That says yes. Could be. Strickland Propane. And Propane, propane accessories. accessories, yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you just took me to Brittany Murphy, though, and now I'm all sad. Oh, Why? Wow. Brittany Murphy. What if? She died. Oh. Why was she? What? She was Luann. What was her? Oh. oh. Wow, that was and great. William Fickner finally Fickner's out. That. Yeah. He's Ficknerating. Oh, he's he's Ficknering as hard as he can. This is why. Oh, this, God. This is how he got the audition. Fickner has reached critical mass. Oh, no, he's Fickner. Uh, mega Fickner. I like how he was like, put it in his mouth, but not really. He was kind of afraid of it. Yeah, like, see, he didn't want to. He, he, he didn't give it the full wing cut there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wing cut, he'll take a whole, he'll take a whole muzzle. He will. Yeah. That's pro- it's probably there it is. Here we go. Here's, yeah, there, here's why you hire. Here's why you hire Vincent D'Onofrio. If you're yeah. if you're if you're Hi, going, Joker. If you're going to kill yourself that way, that's actually probably better. If you stick it in your mouth, it could I feel just like go out the back. I like, wanted to. You want it to go up, so you're yeah. not going to stick it all the way. They in. say well, also to fill you your know. mouth with water. Yeah. Oh yeah, because then your head explodes. just down in front gives back. Down in front. We're here to help. Down in front cares. And, and if you're using a razor, up and down the arm, kids, not side to it's side. Down the road, not across the street. That's right. <laughs> that's something, oh, Chloe, that's something Chloe says all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> down the road, not across okay. the street. You're keeping an eye on her, right? <laughs> no, but seriously, is someone. <laughs> I'm keeping sure? an eye on her for me. <laughs> I love, that, was, that was what Dorkman <laughs> said about. Uh, about Homeboy, who was all May 21st apocalypse. He was like, is someone making sure that they're not going to yes. kill themselves? Dorkman yeah. said that, yeah, but we're seriously making sure they're not killing their kids, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of my favorite Twitter quote of all the great Twitter quotes. Uh, we got Rick raptured. <laughs> <laughs> Psych. Never gonna take you up. Never gonna, anyway. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yes. Yep. Got Rick raptured. Someone's listening to this in 2014 going, what? what? Yeah, well, I don't understand. The world was gonna end. Well, in... someone's listening to this in 2014 going, YouTube? What? They still had that back then? <laughs> A long, long ago. The before yeah, time. exactly. Well, we're before about to hit... Before the burning. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I suppose this, if we... This, this is when they're looking at this movie going, it's so weird that they totally knew it. It just yeah, it they didn't s- happen as fast as they thought. Playback. 
Hi, sorry about the beating the snow love, out of you yeah, earlier. I love that she was like beat everywhere else. She's like, is your uh, someone is the, shoot that fucking mine? Is your hairline all right? I'll just <laughs> get a little obvious blood here. Yes. Zion, the war is over. Yeah. She, her, she's got internal bleeding from the kidneys yeah. because she's been batoned. Yeah, but... someone shoot the mime. Is that the way you want to start the millennium? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. The first thing is we're getting rid of those. I thought we agreed. It's almost worth a riot if that means that we get rid of the mimes. Look at that. Oh, my God. Yeah. God Jesus. damn it. But then, see, this is what the movie's trying to say. It was like, in the end, it's like, you know, Squiggly we made it. people love, are cool. I, I love that Whoa. literally two minutes ago, they were riding, yeah. and now, and now they're hugging and making out. Well, yeah. it's, it's, Ever it's been to a party? Humans are idiots. Enough. We're all idiots, and you know it. It's kind of like, we're mad. Wait, we're not. We're horny. We're drunk. We're happy. We're not so happy. I tell us it. how it feels. Somebody tell me how to feel. How do I feel, Jumbotron? <laughs> Happy Yay! New Year. Wonderful. Yay! Yay! All right. Perfect. J- Jumbotron says, yay, in Hebrew. Good. That riot was bumming me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was totally not. Yeah. I wasn't in the mood for one of those. Yeah. Like she, the, she's think... a little too clean. and I mean, he's a, he's got a freaking knife wound in his back, and he's like, yeah, it's yeah, cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. But yeah, I think yeah, she should be a little she more. She could use some bruises. Yeah. Certainly. Little, maybe limping a little bit. She's, you know, just... Got the snot beat out of her wearing a, a little black dress. I mean, you'd think that there would be some, some residual effects from that. They had that shot of the Goodyear blimp that was, like, shot through confetti. I'm like, that's, that was really up there. I'm yeah. like, I like to think someone a mile away was looking at that going, what the fuck? <laughs> Happy New Year 2000? <laughs> yeah. What? what? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> My God! Looks at his watch. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I've traveled six years into yeah. the future. Cut to Marty McFly. <laughs> Damn it! I'm late for school! <laughs> Heading to get over here. The Goodyear blimp guy's lost his goddamn mind. Look over there. <laughs> hey, has anyone seen Jerry? The blimp is gone. <laughs> yeah. He said something about uh, his friend Catherine, the movie director, wanted to borrow it for something. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, you could do a whole fucking terrorist plot with that. There shit. you go. No I one questions the authority of the Goodyear blimp. They're like, hey, like, guys, like you're a, here. Like, you have you six minutes them. to live. You have six minutes. The bombs are coming. The blimp said it. It must be true. There's a, <laughs> that's a movie of that. Like, I hijack you. a blimp, the Goodyear blimp, and start broadcasting the wrong message over the city. And my final trope, I think, is going to be the concert kiss, which is where the <laughs> hero oh, has yeah. just done something to save the world effectively and has decided to show that, yes, yes, he does have interest in the love interest <laughs> in the movie that clearly was not a love interest prior <laughs> by doing it yeah. a kiss in a very large and public manner. This is yeah. the, Well, that's, the, that's the, um, the other version of ending your movie with applause, in a sense. You know, that's the... Yeah, yeah. right. That was something I think Trey brought that up. Talking about, I think we we're talking about Titanic when he brought it up. It's like just end your movie in applause. Yeah. Star Wars did it; it worked wonders. Everyone was cheering for our heroes, and there was soaring music. It was moving. Yeah, <laughs> it's about the most blatantly, you know, obvious, you know, cattle it's call so thing cheap. you can do. Didn't work for Iron Man too. <laughs> I hold my fist up into the air. <laughs> if you could see Ryan, he's holding up. Good his job, fist. Katie Biggs. Hey, that James Cameron guy. James Jay Cameron. Cox, by the way, did he the last rewrite cool. on Titanic. He did an yeah. uncredited rewrite on Titanic before they shot it. Ha <laughs> ha Cox. The, the All right. Film critic for for Time Magazine. Bigelow. Yeah. Anyway, Strange Days is um, just it's like hiding in the wings, man. It's been here this whole time. I never knew about it. Well put together. A lot of cool ideas. Obviously, it's a film of its own time, but. It, you know, it deals in, in themes that I think we can all get behind. It deals in blackjack clips, like you know, very tight braids and bad yeah. hair, and chicks punching each other. Yeah, it's a what? good movie. It's a fun movie. It's a long movie. I don't know that you could cut much out of it because it's telling a pretty expansive story. Yeah, but uh, altogether, 
Good stuff. Just an amazingly technical film. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a it, it is a long movie, but it's not like flabby. You don't there aren't moments where you're like, "Ah, eh, you didn't really need that. That was superfluous." It's like, "No, it's all leading to the, you know, the conclusion." Tweebs. Long but not flabby. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who doesn't like that? Yeah, it's uh Jaycox everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. All right. It's uh not a movie for everyone. I no. I uh while I think this is actually a, a very well executed film in pretty much every way, I'm not gonna encourage my mom to watch it. <laughs> um but uh but it's 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 cool and I'm really surprised that it's it uh snuck up on me like it did. But um all around very strong and interesting. I need to watch more of Catherine Bigelow's work, I think is what I need to it's do. It's very hit and miss. It has so. a lot to do with the, the script. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but she's never she's never less than like stylish in terms of like she can you know, she can frame a movie like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, kinda depends on the script. Michael? Yeah, I want to check out Near Dark, which is the Yeah, the Near Dark I'd, I'd be curious so. to see how that holds up now, but was it's that time. the prequel to Pitch Black? I know, that's <laughs> yeah, what I was thinking think. when he said that. Yeah. Um <laughs> Black, no. Near Dark. Near yeah. Dark. Near Dark. We're on our way. But um yeah, I think it's... Which is itself a sequel to Golden Hour. Yeah. But then yeah. Breaking Dawn. Ooh. Oh, it didn't. Oh, dear. There's Twilight's in there somewhere. Which was the sequel to Sunshine. Moving on. <laughs> well, is it? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think it's... They uh, can't all really be cock s- jokes, Michael. <laughs> or leg, yes, jo- or leg can, jokes. Man. Um, just you watch. Just you, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with uh, what you guys have said. It's, it's really amazing that this uh, movie just flew under the radar <laughs> the way it did. Um, and uh, probably deserves more recognition. It's it, hopefully it's getting more recognition now due to us. Uh, yeah. Well, due to no, us, dude. but due to hurt. Love. Maybe the Oscar. Uh, I yeah, like no. I like that idea that people go, Catherine Bigelow. Oh, what's serious? she done? Oscar, what yeah. else has she done? It's oh, not since Peter Jackson uh, yeah. has there been a more shocking. I'm going to check out her other work. <laughs> what? You know. Yeah. No, I I can see uh, I I can see Hurt Locker. Coming from this way more than I can see Lord of the Rings coming from bad taste. <laughs> okay, uh, I will say enough. that. But um, yeah, it's a it's a really solid movie. Like we were saying, it's a little on the longish side, but it's not like super long. It's like just a little over two hours, which was like normal for a while. Um, we're just used to you know eighty five minutes in and out. Um, yeah. With long musical credit numbers. I'm sorry, Phil Pfeiffer. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that it's uh, getting more attention due to the Hurt Locker, and hopefully we've brought just a little bit more attention to it ourselves here. Whee! Coming up down in the, front is a force for good. Coming up here is the name of my friend who uh, you know I happen to meet my um, Foley artist, uh, Foley Denny Thorpe. That's that's the that's the artist in question, Denny Thorpe. Uh, Does she ultimately like the movie, Trey? I well, I didn't see oh, her. Man. I only saw her in. Uh, so now it's like in the dispersion. I, I don't exists. know. I don't she know. Strange came out. And Sid Sid like, Mead was in there too. He did yeah. uh, the digital. Stan Winston's company designed the playback yeah. device just as a piece of industrial design. Anyway, Trey, strange days. Uh, hey, I'm the one who's always been. Uh, oh, well, Woo. Anyway. I'm the one who's always been advocating to you kids who were you know who were eight when the movie was first came out and probably hadn't seen it. But that's not your fault because no one saw it anyway. It was not a big hit. The studio was kind of like, oh, we're squeamish. You know, I don't remember it getting much of a release or you know being supported that much. Um, Cameron was a name, but That's they didn't really part of the problem. Yeah, they, they were like, "There's a big old rape scene." We yeah, don't really but we're gonna get letters. You know, it's... my mom would say a big honking rape scene. <laughs> It's a big honking rape scene. They, they, they could have softened it with a couple clown horns. That, yeah, that could have <laughs> <done> it. <laughs> <laughs> really diffuse it. Well, yeah. they would have had to punch and, a can of Vaseline yeah. to get the sound. And then it would have been a big rape and honk scene. But the yeah. rape and honk is going to be my cop duo comedy. <laughs> rape and honk. Rape and honk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of those pictures. Rape of... and honk starring whip pan cuts. 
<laughs> we're bad guys. This a, you know, endless jokes can be made because there is a kind of uh, grain called rape or some kind of you know product oh, yeah. that is written, and we, we get rape rape oil from it and rape seed oil from it. And so there's a picture on the internet. It's one of those lolcat pictures where people c- caption it all different ways. But it's only a big cardboard box, and it says rape 40 pounds and you capture like don't open that (laughs) there's 40 pounds of rape in there anyway uh i kind of want to open it but no i don't want to open it strange days it's uh you know yeah not a movie for your mom or mine somebody's mom want to be in it somebody's mom is in it but yeah i I think it's digitally edited on avid i bet that was a big deal that's early on that's pretty early on so Maybe. I, you know, it's it's a movie that it's one of those movies where like I am, admire the I think a bravery across the board is you know to do a movie that that's you know hard R you know brutal tough movie isn't afraid to like yeah no it's gonna be violent it's gonna be nasty they just said if you didn't like the uh, if you didn't enjoy your experience call one eight hundred phone thx I wonder yeah. if that number still works and if I called them up and said fucking strange days <laughs> yeah if they'd be like and okay. they'd be like I know right we get that call all the time. <laughs> Because that's the only movie that ever actually appeared well, still, in. So it's like, oh, this is the Strange Days this Hotline. This is the Strange Days Hotline. They learn fast. You offend one guy. They, they do, there. I think, still have that for like THX for, for theaters, the sound system yeah. in theaters. It's no, I, someone should someone should call them up right and be now, like, doing I just watched, I just watched oh, Star Trek and the plot made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> what up? Do I something. Yeah. THX. Oh, dear. No. I want to see what happens. No, what if Keep it's talking. a person? Then I'll be like, hello. I'll hang up on you. put him on the show. Well, but the problem is we're into the wrap-up, so if he's going to be sitting on waiting on hold, who's going to do the... Yeah, see? Oh, it's just a... It's like Jack FM. I was just watching Strange Days, and I thought you guys did a wonderful job with it. It sounded beautiful. The the mix was perfect, and the the music itself, which you had nothing to do with, was outstanding. Strong work all around, guys. Bye-bye. He really just well left done. that message. I left a voicemail. THX, what up? THX, just. Uh... But you should have. But you should have been like, but that rape scene. But that rape yeah. scene. Am I right? Come on. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, anyway, here's my. Give me a call back because I want to talk about it. Right? Gotta, hey, and another thing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Email us at uh, downinfrontshow at gmail.com. You can go to the store and buy our shirts. We get like a hundred bucks. Get this DVD from us at our Amazon store. We get like a buck. I did that backwards. Uh, there's also a big shiny PayPal button. We're not asking. We're just saying. Special thanks to Matt Veda for doing the show notes and chapter breaks on iTunes and Holden Hill for designing and maintaining the website and for Mickey Marsala for being our TV Tropes correspondent and giving us all of our tropes. TVTropes.org. Seriously, we recommend that shit. Go check it out. If you've ever noticed something in a movie, they have too, and they'll show you all the movies yeah. it happens in. It'll make every movie fall apart. It's amazing how easy it is. Yeah. Screenwriting is easy. TVTropes.org. Movies are just stacks of tropes. That's all <laughs> it is. next time, my name is T. Christie. Ryan Weaver. Mike Scott. And Trey Tropes. And this has oh. been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night, good night. I got confused. That's not really my name. There's no way the THX voicemail box is not full of <laughs> shit like that. Top to bottom. Some it's a bunch dude. of assholes like you just yeah. filling I fucking, it I should have like said that. that. But that rape scene. <laughs> yeah. No, that was huh. the point. <laughs> we'll call him back and be like, hey, I just left a message, me but I forgot something. But I, for, yeah. but I forgot to bring up <laughs> that guy rape scene. How terrifying would it be if, they call, if they're in the habit of calling people back? They're like, so you're like, yeah. strange days. I'm like, there might be one this? guy bored in a room in, in in a room who just calls. The I just like to back. think that there's like a, a an office somewhere where the voicemail box just turned on and someone I'm just talking in a room at, <laughs> at Lucas Arts. Yeah, like, yeah they, they all sit around smoking cigars, just, just waiting, waiting for the phone to ring for someone to call. They basically they take a shot every time someone mentions the rape scene in Strange Days. <laughs> yeah, that's my rape scene, Tid. Boom.
assume. Because you know it's like, okay, that, that logo has only appeared in 17 movies, so it's going to be one of those. When that phone rings, some douchebag has just watched one of those movies. There's a checklist under each of the yeah, seven it's movies. Up Strange Days. Yeah. Look up at that. There. It's so Strange Days. Take a shot. I really <laughs> hope I don't get a call back from THX. You can leave your name and number. That's, yeah. they got my, I, I, they're THX fans. They could. By the way, the Ravens. Anyway, call me back. Let's talk about it. Because, you know, let's rap about it. Let's chat. Let's have a conversation. Well, there was a, just recently, though, because of Oprah going off the air, there was the thing where uh, people, Opera, the, the, the web browser. Yeah. Did you see that? Where they, yeah. they published letters that they got. People write letters to Opera, the web browser company, thinking they're writing to Oprah. Outstanding. Oh, no. And, and, and Opera responds to them. <laughs> and they're like, Hello. We are not actually Oprah Winfrey. We are we are opera. We are but hi, how have you been? How's your mom and dad? But then they answer the question. So because it's like because you can imagine because you can imagine the kind of people who a write to Oprah and write to opera thinking they're right to Oprah. What kind of questions those are? So so opera wrote back. There was one is like what I swear to God this one you look it up because this was on the internet. Uh, but there's uh, this one was. Uh, so it turns out if you take the year you were born and you add the numbers together and you subtract 44, it's like it turns out to be the answer is always 12. Seriously, you should look into that. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's all right. Well, you see, this is a trick of basic mathematics. It's just a formula <laughs> that, uh, you know, if you do that to any number, it will actually turn out to always be 44 if you put it through that series of permutations. Anyway, I, thank you just for a friendly for your note letter. from your friends at the Opera, at Opera Show, the web browser. TrendsInYourHead.com